y'all. We are back. Welcome to another episode of More Than The Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, Chief Revenue Officer at Outside The Box Digital. And you know I got my brother, my brethren, your favorite CEO, favorite CEO, Chad. Yo, what's good, baby? We in the building, man. And just for you, man, you know, I got some yellow in it, but I wore some black today because I ain't, you know what I'm saying? You always wearing black and shit. I'm always fucking getting on you about wearing black. So I said, let me let me look out for my bro today. Let me throw on something with a little bit of black. And so as soon as I go yellow, I mean, yellow and blue, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, though, yeah. You know Zero mean? coordination. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know the motto, if it ain't bright, it ain't right. You know what I'm saying? You know the vibe. Right. You know the vibe. Are you from Harlem? Are you from Harlem? I'm from the Bronx, baby. Don't disrespect oh, okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> don't disrespect no, I'm from the Bronx too, but that is... he's giving off Harlem vibes. Giving off Rich Porter vibes. No, I'm giving off Rich Porter. I love Harlem, man. I, I fuck with a lot of Harlem dudes, but I'm I'm South Bronx, baby. All right, great, great, great. Yeah, South Bronx, baby. You know what I mean? South Bronx. From forest. <laughs> forest peas, you know what I mean? But let's let's get it, y'all. Cause we you know, you know, as always, y'all, we got a great episode lined up for y'all. Before yep. we get into the episode, introduce this brother. Thank you guys for all the love and support. We're growing and glowing because of you guys. The YouTube is going up, the downloads or cross streaming is going up, our LinkedIn's popping up. Thank you for all the well words, the wishes, like just the love, man. We really appreciate y'all because we're doing this shit from the heart, man. So Thank you for the love. And also, if you want to create more, I mean, more content, black content from creators such as of ourselves, make sure you download the Our Live Podcast Network app, the first woman-owned, black-owned podcast network specifically for black content creators. So make sure you support and download the app. Yep. And with that said, man, let's wait, get wait, it rocking. Wait, 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 wait. Keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. And Keep shout going. out to our partners, our brothers, our brethren, our mm -hmm. new production team, Real Block Pitches, man, who is executively producing the more than the title social shout out to my brothers man david john you know we you know what's go brothers yeah you know i mean yes sir we got yeah, everything rocking that with that yeah, shit yeah. <laughs> we, we excited about this brother first of all he's from the bronx like us big bronx is in the building yeah. bronx right, energy John. baby bronx energy big bronx in the building so this brother right here is an award-winning new york city celebrity barber he's uh he owns the barbershop factory which is celebrated as a staple in the bronx community when she's raised it's now been 10 years since his brother founded the Barber Factory, and he started out cutting hair in salons and campuses of college long before that. What makes yep. his brother so special is that he's always would judge himself by the lives he's changed throughout his community and not the lives he engraves on the head of any celebrity. This brother's story is only beginning, and right now, aside from running successful businesses, he's also teaching him the art of barbering and inspiring him one day to open his barbering school to help guide as many young people as possible. So let's introduce this brother right, right here, the founder of the Barber Factory and the, and the founder and organizer of the NYC Hair and Beauty Challenge, our brother Nesta LeBron, baby. What's going on? Yo, baby. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, guys? Thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys. No, of course, brothers, love, man. And also, too, shout out, shout out, sister P. Wafer for making the introduction. Shout to you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for the for Ali. Gangster, man. Since we had her on, the P. but she been on fire, man. I ain't gonna hold you. She yeah, been on she moves. Every, she moves. Had her on the show. We've been putting her clips up. Yo, she's been engaged, man. I'm I'm talking about fully engaged. So shout out to PY, man. She and I, I know I owe you. Look, I'm gonna say it right now, PY. I know I owe you because I stood you up on the last joint. I wasn't able to make it. I got you. Next time we in the city, we're gonna make it happen. 
Definitely. Yeah, yeah got nice. to <laughs> make it right. Got to make it right. Yes, sir. So, so, Nesta, man, let's, let's start from the top, brother. First of all, since you're big Bronx it. energy, where, where in the Bronx were you raised, bro? What part? Uh, well, right now, I, I, right now, my store is on 230th on Laconia, so I'm over here on Wakefield. Okay, you 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 were you in the jungle, yeah. baby. That's us uptown. We call that Yardyville. <laughs> yeah, we're in Yardyville right now. That's as good as um, I've been we've we've been we've been around here for I've been around here for a couple a couple years, but this store has been up and running for 16 years. Mm, wow. Super dope, bro. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. I gotta come up there and we we, we what we should have did was actually pulled up to the shop and did it and in done this and done it in here. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's what definitely happening. That's what we yeah, should have done. I'm down for that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, that's what we definitely should have did, man. Now that I'm thinking about it, because um, you know, it's nothing better than um having entrepreneurs from the from the culture come on and tell their stories, but it's even better when we could show it. So just just expect us to pull up and we could do a part two, maybe go live or something and just show for them sure. a, day, a day in the life of, of, of what it is to operate and own a barbershop. Because that's a very important staple in the community. Be clear. Right. The, barber, the barber for us is like shit. It's like the hairdresser for the women. Like you don't really get nobody more important to, to the guys. So, the so there's a there's a there's a taboo out there. A lot of guys yeah. say this. Uh, you know, I'd rather cheat on my girl before I cheat that's on my barber. Oh shit! Yeah, let me tell you something. Before, <laughs> yeah. we, listen, I'm before we start the show, I'm gonna tell you that's how I feel right now, bro. When I get a barber, if uh, only reason I go to another barber is if my barber's on vacation. You understand? And he's exactly. not. And I'm cursing him out like, yo, why the fuck you can't go on vacation? Another, you know, because. It is what it is, but right. Once you lock in with a barber, bro, you don't want nobody else touching your your shit, bro. Nah, bro. Exactly. You know what is hard for me, bro? It's the consistency of a barber. Yeah. I feel like the first two haircuts you go, you get the first person, yeah. then my shit be sharp and if Steve Harvey shop, and it'd be the third, fourth time they start, you know what I mean? They start start going down. Nah, nah, that's not what we do. We keep up since the up, up 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 to par over here. We nah, I could imagine. Sure we keep it up to par. Now, you, should, bro. you say comfortability, though. What it is for me is I don't got to say shit. When I go to my barber, I sit down, and that's, that's it. it. The, only, the only thing he asks me is if I want to, like, cut it down a little bit of something. But other than that, he knows how I want my beard, my that. I ain't got to say nothing, bro. You know how many other times I got to go to fucking barbers? Remember I told you, Jared, these, these barbers up here in Middletown? I hate them, bro. In the old school them. with the red, white, and blue drainers. I, <laughs> I told him the other day we had a show and it was no my barber was on vacation. I had to coach this dude through the whole fucking hit. Smaller, smaller. Okay, that's, you spray, you that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. You shouldn't have to go through that. But yeah, luckily, you do have a good barber. Exactly. You got a good barber now. So, you know, the fact that you go, you sit down and you don't got to say nothing, that's, that, that means that you guys are connected. There's that's a genuine it. connection there. That's it. That's and that's it. all you need. Man. Yeah, that's man. it. You know, but but really it's the it's the barber experience. Matter of fact, let's get into it, bro. Like, because um growing up in the Bronx, we don't have too many conversations. I think you're the first entrepreneur we've had on from the Bronx outside of ourselves. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Let me get, so, some, let me get some horns for that. Let me get some you horns. You know what I'm that. saying? Oh, get a horn, get a horn for my guy. You might actually be right right now. From the Bronx. From the Bronx on Big Bronx energy, big Bronx energy. See, we should have did this last week when I had a Celebrating 50, celebrating, <laughs> celebrating hip-hop's anniversary. That's it, bro. See, if we did this last week, I had on the Big Bronx shirt last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Right, but we're here. 
Hey. The energy's in here. We good though. We the energy's in here regardless. So yo, yo, just if you yeah. want to, bro, t- tell us a little bit about the upbringing in the Bronx, bro, and, and we're really what made you want to be an entrepreneur, bro? Because not too many of us have that mindset, and that's what this is for—to change the the mindset of our people and the culture, bro. So where where did you get uh, that idea from to start the business? Right. So I, I I originally I never wanted to be a barber. Okay. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it always starts. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My mother owns a huge bakery, probably one of the most successful bakeries in uh, uptown Manhattan. And my aunts own salons. So we, you know, I kind of grew up in the business, but it wasn't something that I thought about. I never thought I was going to have my own barbershop. But I, I ran into it by mistake years ago when I was a child. Um, I, it, so I have two other brothers. It's three boys and mm-hmm. my father, right? And, and, and our mother. And in the beginning to save some money, my father, um, he went over to Woolworth. Remember Woolworth? No, yeah. I remember, definitely remember Woolworth. That's he, a throwback. He went to, Woolworth was he my went, store. Exactly. <laughs> he went to Woolworth and he copped one of those uh, do-it-at-home barber kits. Right. <laughs> and you already know what happened. He <laughs> was slaying us. He was killing us. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was already, I was coming, I was becoming, I was coming of age. I was, I was going to school. I started to like girls and I wanted to look a little better. And I was like, yo, dad, like you're killing me right now. Like, you know, so I started practicing on my little brothers. I started mm. practicing on my little brothers and little by little, you know, I started taking over the responsibility of, of him going to the barbershop and, you know, spending that at the time it was like 40 bucks. That was, you know, early nineties. That was a lot of money. Yeah, 40 bucks, four boys, you know, we ain't have it like that. So I started cutting hair, little by little, cutting my, my brothers, my boys, the guys from the building. Yeah. Then I go to high school. I went to high school in the Bronx, too. So shout out to Cardinal Hayes, Up Hayes, and all his loyal men. Oh, oh, shout out to Hayes. Hayes. Shout out to Hayes, Hayes, man. We, I went to Scanlon, bro. I was out there. Oh, I went to hey. Scanlon. I cooked y'all a few times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I cooked y'all a few, but they got me out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I started cutting guys in the locker rooms in the base because uh, I was I was playing baseball. We started cutting in the locker rooms. Then little by little, I started forming a clientele. But I was charging what three, four dollars for a shape up. Uh, I don't. I think I charged like eight bucks for a haircut. This right. oh, Jesus Christ, that was. But what, what, I didn't what, what even age know. Were you, bro? Buffalo, bro. What, what age when you first started cutting your brother's hair? Just curious. When I started cutting my brother's hair, I must have been like fifteen. Hmm. 15, still still 15 school, years old. Yeah. yeah, it was a little bit before, a little bit before high school. So no, I was actually 14, 13, 14 years old. That's wow. when I started cutting hair. But I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know, you know, tools. I, I got a machine from a friend and we just, you know, after I, I grew out of the, the, the care, the, the one that my dad bought, right? Yeah, yeah. So we messed that up. Then I got a machine from a friend. Then little by little, that's how it started. I start I, my first haircuts were shape. The first thing I did was shape ups only, right? So I I I dominated the shape ups. Then I moved up to the haircut, whacked a lot of people. I could imagine <laughs> messed up a bro. lot of people's hair, um, doing the doing the haircuts. And then little by little, I started learning. And my best friend's brother in law had a a barber shop across the street from the building. This is the first place that I cut hair at, and, mm. and ever since then, it just it just became what I did. I wow. went to school, went to college, went graduated from high school, went to college. I went up to Bingo, 
and that's why I met Py. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I met. That's why I met her, and that's what I did on the side. That's how I got my money in college. I, I was a barber. Fire. So, Still don't think I want to have a barbershop. Still don't think <laughs> I'm gonna own a barbershop. I graduate, um, moved back to New York. Uh, it's the recession now, 2008, like uh, 2008, nine. Um, my aunt had a salon right down the block from here. Hmm. And one day I'm walking to get a sandwich. I'll never forget that. And, and I said, Oh, look, the store's open. This store's available. I called my family. I said, I, I think this is what I want to do. Never ran a business before. Never did anything, but I mean, I'm good with people. I know how to, you know, deal with people. So I thought, um, then you know, we, we it took us a, we put together some money and 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 here we go. The barber factory was born. You're giving us a lot though. Hold on, give it slow down a second, right? Do you remember <laughs> the first person that you that you cut their hair and fuck they 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 line up? Do you remember his name? Absolutely. Uh his name is Samuel Flores. Hold on, wait, wait. So Sam hit us up and was like, nah, if you're gonna do the show with Nesta, show what he did to me, nigga Z. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga gave him the Gumby before Bobby. <laughs> Yo, nigga, yeah. said you forgot to put the, the guard on the clipper. And I forgot to put the guard on the clipper. I went straight through. <laughs> but that's crazy, nah. too, though, bro, because there's no YouTube. There's no nothing. You really got to try it yeah. there was, right. I learned. I learned the hard way. Like By yeah. the time I became a master barber, this, yeah. YouTube, YouTube just happened pretty much. But by the time I became a master barber uh, yeah. and uh, that I was working in, in my own store and other people's store in college, I worked also at a barbershop a little bit. It, you know, it is all the years have passed by. I learned everything. You know, I, I then then when I opened a store, I came to. They told me I had to get a license. I had to get, get I, I, license. I, right. I got to get my license, right? So I don't have a license. I ran over. I went to to ABI American Barber Institute. Mm -hmm. To, and I'm like, listen, guys, I need to get a license. I have a shop, you know, I already built it. Um, I need a bob. I know I need a barber license. I need a master. Oh, you got to take a test. You got to come to class. Mm -hmm. You got to. And then the cons the instructor, his name was um, I think his name was Marcos. The instructor, I knew him. I cut hair there for one day. They were like, bro, but you're better than everybody in here. Like, I'm like, yeah, I already know what I'm doing. So we figured something out. I'm like, I don't, do I have to come here and do all these time, all these classes? Cause they make you do um 1200 hours yeah, and you know, it was a bunch of hours and a bunch of stuff. I'm like, yo, I don't have time for that. I have to, you know, I have to come back. I gotta, I gotta man the station. Yeah. So we were able to figure it out and I got my barber license like that i mean it, I, I didn't really have to the test was easy the yeah. test was you know i went over to take the test at astro at the time that that barber that was a barber academy at the time is, is, it, a regular, in. is it a regular written test nah you gotta do you gotta do everything in the barber book right in the barber manual so Damn. you have to do yeah. like the 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 steps of the of the shaving you have to do all the steps correctly you mm. have to have eight towels with you yeah. You can't apply. You see how your barber puts maybe like Nazim on you. You have yeah. to put it on with the, you know, with, with an applicator. You this a it's a huge test. It, it takes to study for the test is another another like um, thousand hours to study for the test. Crazy. But I knew everything that was on the test. So when I go to take my test, I take my model. So I found a guy in the streets. I gave him three hundred bucks. I'm like, look, 
I'm going to use you as my model to take this test. Yeah. Um, here's $300 and you're going to get a haircut. I promise you I'm a good barber. I had to convince yeah. him, but I had, you know, I paid him a couple of dollars. I went in, I finished the test like 15 minutes. You know, I went there, did what I had to do, and I became a master barber. And I was able to open my doors, but, you know. <laughs> Fire. Fire, bro. That's crazy. And that was that. So I wasn't originally trying to be a barber. It just kind of came to me because it was my hobby. I was an artist, right? I went to school for painting and all of these things. So at the time, nobody really cared about art, right? Like, what, what is an artist doing? Um, I'm a, I, and my parents were like, yo, what are you, how are you going to make money with this art? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I just, I like to do it. Yeah. It was like a stress reliever. So I, I decided to switch mediums, right? So my medium went from canvases and paper to hair and faces. So yeah. that's how I transitioned. So yeah. it was easier. It was kind of easy for me because I already knew like structuring things and drawing faces and drawing hair on people. I knew to now I have to sculpt it out of whatever it was that came into my chair. So that was that was that was that transition. That's dope. And first of all, shout out to my bar BO. Nigga, you don't never use an applicator when you do the Noxzema, B. What's up Nigga, you use a glove. Yeah, no applicator. Why are you still using Noxzema in 2023? Is the question. Right? And you wondering my shit glowing. You wondering my shit glowing and growing, bro. They got lucky tiger. They got a, a lot yeah, of Yeah, that shit is not for our skin, beloved. Working, man. But what you know, you? I want to say this from the beginning. Um, you know why a lot of um, artists and people that are really creative that could be like really phenomenal barbers back in the day, especially never even thought about being a barber is because nobody actually told them that you could actually make that a lifestyle. Nobody thought that being a barber, you could actually be a barber and only be a barber and actually support your family from just being a barber. They looked Absolutely. at it as a hobby instead of a career. I'm going to say it again, right? They looked at being a barber as a hobby instead of a career. Message! <laughs> That's a fact, right? They better put some respect on our name. No, no. see, now, now, now because there's so many, you know, because there's so many celebrity barbers and people are seeing the, the amount of money that you can make, yes, the respect is absolutely there, but... Before then, that's why you had a lot of people that if you asked them and they were artists, or you want to be a barber, like, hell, I don't want to be no goddamn barber. Like, you understand what I'm saying? They were right, frowned on it because they didn't things think change. Yeah. Things yeah. change, too. Like, now the prices are different, right? So now, right. you know, any barber could bring in 100, you know, 100K a year. Any given barber coming out of coming out of school, you could generate 100K. If you, you know, you're diligent, you're disciplined, you do what you got to do. Like, it's, it's, it's a career, you know. It's, yeah. it's, people gotta people gotta look at it like that, and it helps a lot of people. You know, most barbers, you know, a lot of people come from the streets that they don't know they don't have anything to do. A lot of people come out of jail; they don't know what they yeah. what they want to do. A lot of people don't, you know. This is uh, uh, we accept everybody, you know, like whoever. However, you want to cut hair, you know, let's clean you up a little bit and let's do it. You know, it's 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 a forgiving, it's a forgiving. Um, career it's it's barbering bro is it <laughs> you know as you as you say now you know it's the second i'm sorry to cut you off you, it's you the second bro. longest um profession in the world outside of y'all know what <laughs> you know what the first one is yeah <laughs> <laughs> outside of you know what yeah it's the double the longest profession in the yeah world. Man. Oldest. you know that but I, as you saying that bro like you know what i'm curious like because 
getting generating your leads right is being a barber is a very word of mouth referral type of business right mm -hmm. your name gets out word of mouth yo nesta did my drink crazy yo where who did yo, i got you and that's how you build your clientele but what what advice would you give to the other to young barbers coming up to help them grow their clientele other than being good like what other things would you do um be on time be disciplined be disciplined never think that you know it all mm -hmm. um in this profession, you learn every day. I, I've i been cutting hair for 20 plus years. I still go to trade shows. I still go to classes. Um, you know, don't let the don't let the the fast money get to you because it is fast money. You know, you any barber can make two, three hundred dollars a day. You know, cash. We already know. We don't want yeah. to mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Any barber can make two, three hundred dollars a day. Don't let that get to you, and just be disciplined. You know, um, have goals, set your goals, and and go after them. Fire, yeah. fire. That, that message. There's a message. <laughs> Again, structure yourself exactly. Put some respect on. Cutting hair is an art form, right? But it's no different than, let's say, welding, right? That's why you have to go to school and get accredited for that many hours, right? To become a welder. A fucking straight razor to people's necks, right? To people's faces. If you make a mistake, you could really cut somebody, you know, injure you somebody hurt people. very yeah. fucking badly. Like, we have, to, we have to put the respect on the time that it takes to master this craft, right? Yeah. And that's why they that's why they make them go to school for that long and learn every step of the way because they should learn it that way. You understand? You, you have to. You, yeah, you have people to. are cutting corners, and that's why you have these shitty ass barbers because they don't want to learn the method. They figure they watch somebody or yeah. you know they, you know I could do this, I could do that, and then you end up you know in the chair with the fucking burnt marks all over your fucking head and things of that nature because you didn't learn this shit properly. So yeah, exactly. take the time, go to school, learn it properly get your certification in it so that way when you come out and you do get your first client you're less likely to fuck it up and you know what i would also add to that bros is create a great ass experience right so experience customer everything. experience is everything bro like how how i feel when i come into the shop right what are you doing like are you small talking when i come in the chair nigga, do you want to eat your lunch right now you gotta eat your lunch right right now like like a lot a lot of different things bro so just think about if your young barber is in any business what are you going to do to differentiate yourself and separate yourself from the competitors, right? Create so a say, dope experience. Mm -hmm. I say this to, I say this to any up and coming barber. If your client sits in my chair, he's never going back to me. Yep. Wow. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm about to say word. That, that deserves some sort of slow it down, slow it down, hold it. I need it one more time. Jared, get ready for it. You know that's the we gotta clip that up right there. <laughs> <laughs> one more time for me, Nessa. I'll say this to any up and coming barber. If your client sits in my chair, he's never going back to you. <laughs> I know exactly what I have to do. I know the experience that I want to offer my client. I know yeah. the experience that you want. Um, the questions I have to ask, how to, you know, um, how to structure the haircut. I mean, I'm a professional right? and I take this seriously. So I make sure that when I sit you down in my chair, you understand that I'm a professional. You don't think that I'm learning. You know, it's dope to learn from YouTube, but don't become a YouTube barber. Right. That's yeah. a fact, bro. That's a fact, bro. It's and dope let me to learn from YouTube, but don't become a YouTuber. Let me tell you something about when we talk about the experience, right? When you think about what's important to people, right? A lot of times when we go see our barber, it's after work, right? A lot of guys go yeah. see their barbers after work. Doesn't matter what your profession is. You're fucking tired, right? You're tired. 
if you have an appointment, you want to get in and get out. You get understand out. what I'm saying? I'm If I'm coming from work and I done put in 8, 10, 12 hours, I don't want to come sit in a fucking barbershop for another four hours. That'll be one of the biggest reasons that I never come back. You understand nice. what I'm saying? Nice. Punctuality and keeping to your appointment time. Now, we understand things happen, but if you tell me 12 o'clock and I don't get in the chair till 3 o'clock, I'm throwing Unacceptable. Like I'm not. Nah, I'm telling you because... If I want to sit in the barbershop, let it be my choice. But don't not be on time with your punctuality and force me to have to sit around for hours. I'm telling you, that's how barbers lose most of their clientele. Yeah. Because 100%. they do not want to sit around waiting for hours. They don't. 100%. 100%. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And then we talk about, like, here's the thing, too, right? A barbershop for men, that shit is therapeutic. That shit is like the bartender. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We go in the barbershop, ain't no fucking women around. We could go in there, talk our shit. We could argue about sports. That's the experience that we go for. Be clear, right? Yes. We go in there to watch the game, you know, uh, you know, whatever sports is on. We argue about the game. We might argue about rap. We talk our shit. We might drink a little, smoke a little. But yeah. that's the experience that we're looking for, an unwinding, relaxful experience, right? Where we can be unfiltered. And we can just be ourselves and fucking relax. You understand what I'm saying? That's that's the experience that we're looking for. And right. as a barber, we have to pay attention to those things, right? Yeah, and we yeah. have to understand the needs of our client, right? Yeah. So I understand that my client is tired. I understand that my client, maybe my client just wants to have a good time. Maybe my client wants to chill. Or yeah. maybe my client is going through something. I've had conversations with people like, wow. I've stopped, I've stopped, I've, I've walked people off the ledge plenty of times. That's real. Like, yo, you know, right. this is going down. I'm tired. I'm doing this. Nah, homie, let's talk about it. Yes. A little extra pain, you know, let's talk about it. You know, soothe the client and then just really start um, um, offering you because, you know, barbering is not only about clippers and haircuts. Right. Facts. It's, all, it's also about the connection you make with your client, right? So I start offering a little bit of myself. I open up to my clients and my clients open up to me. And, and that's how we have that. You know, that's a there's a cadence. There's a conversation that happens throughout our lifetime as a couple, right? Because yeah. we are, you know, it's a, it's a relationship, right? It's real it's talk. A, it's a fact. So you come in and you wanna, you come in and you, there, there's days I have clients that I party with yeah. and they'll come in and I know when they don't wanna talk, when they don't wanna, you know, they just That's wanna get the job done and, you know, come in and come out. Uh, uh, deaths in the family. Yeah. Serious. You, you might be my man that comes in here and chills, but somebody may have passed in your family, and you know, you I understand that. You know, I I, I want to distract you, but I also want you to to feel relaxed and feel at home and and feel comfortable. Yeah. So it's it's different scenarios. Everybody has a different scenario. Every single person that walks in is a completely different person every single time. Yeah. That was right? a sales so, masterclass, bro. Like when you're reading the room. That's a sales masterclass. Read the room. Know your know your clients. No, no, know when to know when to be talkative, know when to be quiet, exactly. know when to jump on it. You gotta read people's energy. You know what I'm saying? I know for me, energy, exactly. For me, I haven't had that barbershop experience in a while where we just start talking about sports. It's for me, I don't. I don't know. I, 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 nigga, that's what I'm about to come out. I'm about to do some content with you, Nestor. I'm coming through. I'm going to need a tape up with the joint. Yo, we got up. fantasy oh, hold on, hold on. Yo, We do fantasy oh, football in here. Big time. Wait, wait. No shout out to B.O. then. B.O. ain't doing his fucking job. Get no, B.O. got me right. B.O. got me right. He got me right. serious right, though. He got me right, but he's alone. Does he get your mind right, bro? I don't get the hookah. He got your line right, but does he get your mind right? 
for second period. Give me the give me the bell. Give me the bell. for second period right there. We started the second period with the line. Second second period customer experience. That's a good that's a good one right there. That's hard. I'm gonna hold that. No, nah, we have to put put it on a shirt. We got you. You gotta put that on a shirt. You gotta put that on a shirt. Put that on your mind right. That's so bad. That's fire. That's fire. We have to put that on a shirt for your for your yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 and see if you relate to me, right? As black and brown people, a lot of the times when we are going through stuff mentally and emotionally, we don't ask for help. We're too fucking proud. Men. Too mm. proud, right? But yeah. guess what? I'm a man. I can take care yes. of it. Right. So we won't go to a professional psychiatrist, therapist, or something like that. But guess who we will talk to? Our barber. Yeah. You see how important you are now? So like you said, bro. You can be somebody that I met that we had a working relationship and throughout the years, we become fucking family, bro. Facts. We become family because I open up to you and you might walk me off the fucking ledge, bro. I might be thinking of some crazy shit and talk to you and you be like, nah, we're not doing that. And I listen to you because you've been in my corner so long. Exactly. And I know it's unbiased, right? I know that what you're talking to me is from the heart, right? You're not just yeah. charging me $200 an hour, you know, because sometimes you don't trust these because so you feel like it's all about the money. So, it's about, that's, yeah, yeah, 100%. How important, the, again, how important the barber is as a staple to the community. Look at that right there. That's You don't, you can't even put a price on something like that. Max, how do you put a price on something like that? From well, somebody's life, how do you put a price on that? I saved a couple of people's lives before. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't, can't put an ROI on that, yo. In my in my career in all the years, it's been a lot of people, and then and then also have inspired a, a lot of other people. Yeah, Let me yeah. tell you a story about a a, a a a kid that's working at my shop right now. Yep. Um, his father was a barber here. Mm. His father yeah. was a barber here. His father then became a plumber. He stopped cutting hair, and um. His mother and his father called me like, "Yo, um, Tito wants to cut hair." You know, his son. We we we've been open for sixteen years. We saw when the when the kid was born. Wow. We, we remember when he was born because wow. it was the barber's first kid. Right. Right. It was his first child. Right. A couple of months ago, Tito started cutting hair here. He's fifteen years old. Fire. That's you know he he and now what he has what I didn't have. Yeah. So I didn't have a group of barbers to teach me what to do. Yeah. You know, and I tell the guys, I said, yo, he's 15 years old right now, but if he keeps being a barber, he's going to be a monster. Absolutely. Because now he has everything that we were taught at his disposal, uh, you know, at his disposal. And then 15 years old, there, there goes another, There, hopefully there goes another long-term career and a barber that's going to be excellent, who's going to serve people, who's going to take care of people, who's going to help people. Yeah. You know that's that's an inspiration. That's an inspiration to us. Yep. Absolutely. You know, to bro. be able to, to to be able to house him and 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 have him, you know, come up from us. You know, that's that. That's but that's the power of entrepreneurship, being able to grant that opportunity, bro. Think you two are rich and able to make that opportunity happen. So you can Think be like, Yo, Tito, don't come stay with me, and that's why you're so important in the community right now, bro. Exactly. Like you need yes, and then and then all the other barbershops that have spawned from this one. That right? that's it. Yeah. So Fact. all the other ones that have spawned from this one, people who, you know, for better or for worse, decided they wanted to go, you know, do their own thing. 
yo, we support you. We support you. I'm not, we don't do that here. We not, we not, we don't hate here at all. Yeah. We don't hate, we don't fight for customers here either. Yeah. That's the first thing I tell all the barbers here. Yo, we don't fight for customers. No customer here is yours. You know, they're going to come to you. They're going to give you their number, all of that. They're coming to the store. It's an experience that we're offering here in the store, right? So that's yeah. one of the things that that I, I make sure that that we lay down in the beginning. Those are one of the rules. There's no fighting. There's no hating here. For what? There's, yo, there's a million people. How many people on this earth, bro? Facts. And the profession that we chose, the yeah. profession that we chose, hair doesn't stop growing. Yep, you, you, you go. You go into economics. You go in. <laughs> you you know. You don't have money forever. You know. Yeah. You know what's funny that you said that. And you know what came to mind when I said that. I wonder why there aren't any black or Latino franchises of barbers. I see sports cuts. I see those big lines. But how come us as a community are not we're not be. pulling our shit together? Because for a long time we didn't have the information, but now we Bing have bong. the information. Bing bong. I got. A, I got another answer for that. Also, right. I got another answer for that also because there's a big difference between being a barber, knowing a craft. It's called a trade. It's a trade. You have a trade, right? Some people are artistic with their hands. They're not good for college, right? They're not good in school, but they're great with their hands. It's no different than going to school like Apex Tech or becoming a mechanic or a plumber. Absolutely. Right? This yeah. is a trade. But here's the thing. There's a big difference now between being a barber and knowing and mastering your trade and being a businessman. Yeah. completely different right you can be a phenomenal barber and the worst fucking businessman to ever walk this earth it, it, I, know, it's like I know them too apple, right <laughs> the son of the fucking apple, right you know what i mean like the conversation is completely different that's the problem you can have phenomenal barbers but they don't have great business acclimate yeah. they don't that's know the they, they want to know and what they to do know people yeah. that have great business acclimate that's in their circle to say yo you you're a barber you're phenomenal. Why don't we open up your own shop? Or why don't we do this and do that? That's the problem. So what Nestor is doing now, uh, he's providing a place where they can nurture you, not only trade-wise, but education-wise, right? Absolutely. And, and because he's an owner. And guess what? It's his platform. Yeah. Right? It's his platform. He can do what the fuck he wants. You don't have to ask permission. Yeah. He's creating generational wealth right there. Because now they can... You don't have to ask... Can, can your son get a job? Of course. Send him in tomorrow. He starts tomorrow. Yeah. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? You gotta ask your fucking boys. That's right? one of the things. That's one of the things I I I, I it's, it's I'm proud of. I did it. Say that everybody, the majority of the barbers that come through our stores, if they leave or when they leave, they have the ability to number one crush any other barber that they, that's in that they go to if they go to another shop or right. number two they'll be have they'll have the ability to um open up their own business they know i give them the blueprint this is not my blueprint right yeah this is not mine you know i, I was blessed to, to handle it but it's not mine i have to pay it forward so i teach everybody yo look this is what we got to do we got to fix towels we got to do this the accountant yeah. side yeah everybody knows everything that they have to do and that's why that's what helps that's what helps the the chains keep moving yeah, yeah. Facts, bro. Facts. And you know, it, with, with, with Barber, being, first of all, that industry is ripe for disruption, bro. That's one industry that hasn't had disruption in a long fucking time. And what I mean by disruption, think about like the cab industry. Think about Uber. That's like major disruption, right? We had a little bit of a disruption. We had a little bit of a disruption for, for COVID. Okay, yeah, that, that was a big disruption. But How guess did you what get we that, did? Bro? Guess huh? what Barbers did? They pivoted. Uh-huh. Everybody became a everybody became a, 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 a at home barber or yeah. a traveling barber. 
so the the community of traveling barbers grew mm. so it it we were disrupted because our stores our brick and mortars got shut down but the 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 craft could never be disrupted it yeah. can't no nah, it can't because you can you can cut hair literally in a park you put a mirror on a tree you get a stool i mean my first barber chair was a toilet that's real. I used to cut hair in my mother's bathroom. That's real. And that's because we didn't, she didn't want hair anywhere else. Like, it doesn't matter. We could do this anywhere. I could do this anywhere. You could put me anywhere in God's green earth. I trip I my worth. Real talk. You know what we call that? It's an important term to understand what kind of industry you're in. We call that recession proof. Recession proof. Yeah. And what's called the recession proof business, right? Because, like you said, it doesn't matter if if economically the world is kind of shut down people still need haircuts right yeah. it doesn't matter if if the world is shut down because of a sickness people still need haircuts and things That's like that tell you something i my cousin's a barber uh he lives about 15 minutes away from me right and even though we were in covid i i don't i don't want my face looking at my fucking the hair it grows it itches i don't listen i can't it's crazy it's a psychological thing about looking good. When you look good, you feel good. You feel good. Even, even through COVID, when we didn't have anywhere to go, I still went to his fucking garage and, you know, because he built the, the barbershop in his garage and was like, yo, there you go. Shit off. You absolutely. There's an example. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We have this. You know, this is cool. Absolutely. We shut down again. I'm getting absolutely. all that butter. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't do it last time. I didn't do it last time because, you know, yo, there was people calling me, yo, $1,000. Yeah. I had just had a baby, so I was like, yeah. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to yeah. deal with the, I didn't know what, what COVID was bringing. I didn't want to yeah. get the baby sick. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, for the, for my child's health, for my daughter's health, let me not mess with it. You know, my family's health, let me not mess with it. But, but, yo, the amount of barbers that came the fuck up Absolutely. from COVID, plus, yeah. remember, now they're getting unemployment. At that time, they was getting a thousand dollars of uh, uh what was it, uh, an oh extra six hundred they were giving? Yeah, so it was like the most you get is four, and you had the extra six, so it was yeah. a thousand so, on top yeah. of what you're getting. Oh my god! Plus, <laughs> you was charging everybody two hundred dollars for a haircut. You was yeah. doing five haircuts a day. That's an extra thousand yeah. dollars a day. Yeah, these guys were making facts. You know, Man. unfortunately, it was, some you it know, was some... well worth it because you had to travel to where the person was, set up. And you definitely was exposing yourself to a disease that, or, or whatever you want to call it, that was killing people. So, hazard pay. So yep. that's hazard pay. That's hazard pay. Every fucking penny of it, bro. I'm telling you right now, every penny. Yo, of there's it. barbers. Yo, uh, so many people put up barber shops, different businesses. They 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 moved on to different things because they made so much money. Yeah. But one thing that never would, they couldn't shut down cutting hair. They can't shut it down, no matter what happens. It can never happen. Can't, but, can't. but what you can do is yeah. brand yourself differently, though, bro. And that's what I don't get from a lot of barbers. And I be trying to tell my bros and B.O. and all of them, yeah. like, yo, bro, like, for you to even get celebrity celebrities on you, like, how are you branding yourself to differentiate yourself aside from, you know, like, word of mouth? Like, what are just some different things that you're doing to brand yourself, bro? Well, all of this happened... So, in terms of celebrity, right? How did... Huh? How did, how did how that did come get, about? How did that come about? Um... I was referred to one of my mentors. His name is Curtis Smith. He was Usher's barber forever since he was 16 years old. Okay. Curtis Smith calls me and tells me, um, I want you to come out to this event that I'm having. I go to this event and when I get there, 
there's probably 2,000 barbers there. I said, oh, shit. I didn't even know we could be in the same room, right? Like, because <laughs> other than your barber shop, you really don't mess with the other barbers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's another thing. Other right. than the ones that are in your shop, and even right. then sometimes people be beefing, right? right? But it was like 2,000 barbers there, and, and I went to the event. You know, I, I had a great time. I learned. It was a trade show, right? Mm-hmm. He then proceeds. He's, he, he sees my skills, you know, because I'm, I'm sick with it. Um, and then tells me, bro, I need you to do one of my clients. I need you to meet me at Milk Studios downtown. I need you to meet me at Milk Studios downtown. So I go off and, and I'm like, all right. At that time, I have my clip. I threw my clippers in the trunk. I, I go down to Milk Studios downtown. I go upstairs, take the elevator. There's a lady calling me. Oh, what do you need, Mr. LeBron? And I'm like, nothing. I got my clippers with me. Give me a chair. And that's it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'll be fine. When I get up, when I get up there, my first client is Usher. My first celebrity bar, um client was Usher. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, what? Wow. What? Um, I was doing his hair for a Pepsi Cola commercial. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I mean that this was years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was doing his hair for a Pepsi commercial. Then his barber, my mentor, shows up and says, Oh, don't worry about it. I got it from here. As I'm, you know, doing his hair, whatever, he's like, I got it from here. I'll finish him off. I said, no problem. I got paid a thousand dollars. Wow. From my mentor's pocket. Wow. She- but my mentor got paid from Pepsi. Ooh, crazy. Five thousand. <laughs> yeah, he got the bag. He got the bag, right? right? So, um, he sent me to do Usher. Then from Usher, I did a couple of more people for him. Some that weren't celebs. And then I get a phone call from the Wendy Williams show that mm. they need a barber. I went to the Wendy Williams show and I worked for her for 21 weeks. Wow. Pretty much the whole, for 21 weeks I worked for her. And I did, um, that's when I cut uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. I was with Bishop T.D. Jakes. He was um, trying to syndicate one of his shows that he got. So I cut him for the entire, the entire time. And then that's when Proz came. That's when Diddy came. That's when everybody started. All the doors just started opening. Wow. So in that world, wow. in the celeb world, is about availability. Yep. Yeah. Right. So I have the I have the luxury of being the owner of this place, and I can leave it. Right. And I can step out. So I was able to step out, you know, to do those clients and and do that. And and it was an amazing time. I mean, it was an amazing time. That that first one with Usher, bro, was, was your hands like this? Like, motherfucker, I got to get you. It was, it I would have been nervous a little bit. You know what I, mean? it, I was nervous because I was starstruck for a long time. I was starstruck yes. for like five minutes. And he's like, and he looks at me. He's like, what's up, motherfucker? Come on. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. And there's a picture of me that somebody took of me. I'm standing there like, yo, this is Usher. Like, <laughs> yo. this is this is really him. He's sitting That's there. He's so singing. Right. He's singing. He's singing. <laughs> And I, I can't pull out my phone. I can't call right. anybody. Right. So he's like, yo, come, you know, come, come, motherfucker, come cut my hair. And, you know, I started cutting his hair. He got comfortable. And then Kurt shows up. You know, then he kind of broke the ice. He let me, you know, everything felt a little bit more, more yeah. at ease. And, yo, it was crazy. But celebrities, I, I had a great time doing celebrities. But I must say that my celebrity clients are my clients that walk into my barbershop every single day. I love that. Yeah. Fire. Those are my celebrity clients because Usher's not going to call me every day. Let me hear it one more time. 
my celebrity client is my celebrity client is the customer that walks into my barbershop every day. The barber, the bar, the customer that booked me every single week. Message. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it is. my that's my celebrity client. Yeah, you that's know, real. let's talk business that's now. Real. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because I was. Period. You know, I like to talk numbers. I'm always a numbers guy. So <laughs> let's be clear, right? You know, let's talk about business now. Okay, let's do it. Let's educate the people on business, right? Let's let's talk about two things. Number one, if you decide to open up your barbershop, how do you decide what is the perfect price point, right? Watch me now. What is the perfect price point in the economic times of what to price your haircuts and your shape ups at? That's number one. Number two, because celebrities are celebrities. When you walk in and get the thousand dollars from Usher, do you now make that a mainstay as what you charge other celebrities, or what's your minimum charge for celebrities for your time when you're traveling? Two questions. So, okay, I'll answer this one first. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that that mm -hmm. part of the that part of the game. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm charging everybody a thousand dollars. Right. That's how. That's not what it was. Right. My man gave me a thousand dollars. Right. Because he knew how much he got paid. So there's right. two type of there's two type of ways you get paid in that world. Right. Well, really three. If the client pays you, there's one price. Okay. If production pays you, there's another price. Okay. And then what does that mean, right? right. So in the beginning, so when I went to Wendy Williams, my day rate was five. My day my day rate for any production company now is six hundred dollars, um, a day. Right. It doesn't matter if I do one person or 10 people. Right. Um, you guys give me 600 to get out of my shop. So my price to step out of my shop before COVID, because I used to charge this before COVID. So for me to go to your house and cut your hair, I charge you $125. Okay. Now it's probably different. Right. But I don't, I no longer travel to cut anybody's hair. Um, I had to learn that, that I had to learn the difference of who was paying. So I did a really famous person. Right, I went to his house, and this dude was like a little, you know, he was like, "Yo, how much?" You know, here fifty dollars, and I'm like, "Yo, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know what I mean?" I have to um, give my worth to. I have to have my prices and my things figured out before I step out of here, Fine. before I step out of the store. Right. Now, whenever I get to a studio, or whenever I'm working for a production company, they already know what they got to do. Right. Now there's production companies that come up to you and they tell you, no, you're gonna, um, this is the budget, right? So for instance, when I did the Broadway play that I did, uh, Thoughts of a Colored Man, okay. they paid, we did, we did a promo for them and we had to cut Matt Wilds and all of those guys. Um, they did a promo, they paid 3000 right, right away, right? What do I do? I stay shut because they covered my day rate yep. plus more, right? So... I had to learn that and and that goes up with experience and almost like your portfolio um so i'm at 600 at that time i was 500 now i'm at 600 i haven't really you know gone crazy but that's also because of the time and the experience celebs know that if you call me and then i'm i'm i get referred a lot from yeah. celebrity barbers yeah. If they can't make it, they know who to call. Like, yo, call Ness, he's good, he's available, he's in the city, and I get around fast in the city. I got a car, I drive wherever I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. So that's that's where it ranges, right? So that, that's what it comes down to pretty much. 
Nah, that's game. That's game right there, bro. And, and I'm curious, how, how do you, because we ask this a lot too, because a big thing for us is relationship building, right? So that's even the reason why, you know, one of the reasons why we started the show is, is aside from giving game to the community and helping other entrepreneurs, right? It's the relationship. So for you, when you're doing these celebrity hairs and when you're doing these events, right, how are you maintaining those relationships? Because it's good to balance as a businessman, those relationships versus your everyday customer. So this is what happened. T.D. Right. Jakes, me and T.D. Jakes, me and T.D. Jakes became boys. Dope. That's my man. I can Dope. call him. What's up, TD? Yo, can you pray for me? I'm going through some shit, bro. <laughs> you rather pray for me than Bishop TD Jakes, right? Um, Prize, right? Prize on the Fuji's. Me and Prize, yeah. we were talking about at that time Tom Brady. Yo, he's a huge uh, Tom Brady Patriots fan. We was talking football crazy. I, we run fantasy football. Like, it's, we just, you become, it's no different than what happens here. Exactly. There's no difference. It's just that they have, you know, their career, their money, their situation. You know, it, it, there's no difference. So yeah. you you build a relationship with them and, and you continue. So I have a lot of celebrity friends. You yeah. know, obviously, I'm not going to tell T.D. Jakes, come chill on, you know, at the barbershop on a Friday yeah. night. But, you know, you, you from that professional relationship, then you move on to a friendship. Hopefully, whenever they in town, whenever T.D. Jakes comes in town, he calls me. Whenever Proz is in town, he calls me. Whenever anybody else is in town, he calls me. Big Daddy can't calls me. Yo, what's up? Come through. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of artists. I don't, I don't no, even that, remember. That's I can't even. But, the, but that's love. And the reason why I asked that, bro, we, we had the, the uh, chairman of the Washington Nationals come on the show, one of the owners, bro. Come on oh, the wow. show. And, and I asked him, I asked him, bro, like the same thing. How do you maintain relationships? He gave me a simple ass answer. He was like, yo, be the friend that you want to have. That's it. Be the friend, yo, and you you basically alluded to that, bro. Like, just That's don't it. treat them different. They're humans just like us. They're regular people. You know, it's okay to get a little giddy like you're a fan of Usher or something like that. It's okay. Show them his love. But then they, they want to relax. They want to put their head down. You know so what I mean? Just really a little game, a little game to barbers that, because barbers, anybody could run into a celebrity, uh, celebrity client, a uh, celebrity client, right? So that whole take the picture thing, is the worst thing that's how you that's how everybody loses their clientele their celebrity clientele you know let me take a picture with you because yeah it's a clout for you it's nothing but what's the but value nothing for them yeah now when that person goes ahead and takes their phone and starts doing their thing you've already built a rapport with that person and it's like yo you know that's my man so it's a different it's a different a different type of thing but don't whenever you get a client a celebrity client do not worry about the picture more than you worry about their haircut. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> Message. But you know, you bro, that's a great fucking idea. You know, if I was you, bro, I'd create content right now and throw that up on your Instagram, the do's and don'ts, and when you're dealing with a celebrity, that's fire. That's good. That's actually you know, good. Um, that's fire. That's <laughs> fire, fire. Absolutely. I just, the business part of this is so important. What he spoke. Wait, I gotta answer your second question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, go ahead. how do you how do you decide to open up a barbershop, and how do you decide to price it? To yeah, okay. There's 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 a bunch of factors, right? Mm -hmm. I can't charge an Eater Wall projects and Eater Wall in 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 Wakefield the same amount that I would charge if I were working in Midtown Manhattan. Here you go. Quick example of that. There was a call one time by a tycoon in our business who said, um, I'm looking for a barber to cut Will Smith's hair. Okay. And none of the New York City barbers popped up. Right. So we have that fame that that you know we're hard, right? Um, 
and he makes a live and he starts to vent on it. Oh, none of the New York barbers come out. You go to Philadelphia, all the barbers are there. You go to wherever, Chicago, all the barbers are there. I'm like, sir, I, I, I go into the live. I said, listen, the people in New York, the barbers in New York are busy trying to pay that rent. The rent, the difference between the rent in New York and in Philadelphia and New York and New Jersey and New York and Pennsylvania is astronomical. It's crazy. Right. I'm over here paying $5,000 a month and you're paying 800. Yeah. With 15 barbers. <clears throat> there you go. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Well, How much money, you know, what, where, where's your location? So that's one thing. Where's your location? Yeah. Another thing, what type of services are you are you trying to provide? I didn't want to just be a barbershop. I I'm the barber factory. <laughs> <laughs> How much your dot? Nah, hey, dot. No, 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 no. We, we got you, dot. We got no, you, no. dot. Don't cut dot here because he's How much for rent? Yo, come in, forty dollars. No, for he was thinking, he's thinking more like thirty nine. So I'm That's gonna take you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take you off the line. That was thinking fifteen, and he yeah, gonna smoke an L with you. <laughs> he gonna barter. That's my bro. Time to get on your ass, dot dot frugal. He not paying forty dollars for no haircut. I'm telling you right now. He gonna mean, that's, that's, that's basic right now. now. That's basic. That's... <laughs> no, we love you, bro. He, he know the deal. <laughs> he gonna bring an L for you, though. Look, he <laughs> and, he'll and record he you. He'll create That's a fact. He got balls this shit up. He'll do anything. He'll barter. He'll try to barter. He'll try to barter it. Yeah, he got it. Just my brother's a salesperson. He likes to negotiate. So like back in the days when yeah. I opened up the shop, a regular yeah. haircut was what fifteen. Bernie, when we opened up the shop, how much was a haircut? Twenty dollars. A haircut was like twenty dollars. Seventeen dollars. Look at that. Yeah, when Man, we opened that's, up that's the hair number two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it was because because we wanted to. I wanted to make sure they could get the three dollars for a tip. Yeah, to look out for the barbers. That's dope. That's to look out for the barbers. Too right. Um, it is very important for you to understand price point, especially. If you want your customers to tip the barbers, right? And I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example because I don't hold no fucking, I don't hold no fucking grudges, right? I wouldn't got a fucking haircut up here. The guy that cut my hair had cut my hair years ago at another barber shop, and I just absolutely hated it. But I was last minute, my face was, you know, I was looking like the Wolfman Jack. I'm like, fuck it. I walked him through it. So I said, yo, how much for the cut? First of all, it took him like an hour 20. That's another thing, right? I hate a fucking barber that ink, 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 ink for 20 minutes on the same. My nigga, if you didn't get the line right in the first, you, don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all experience. That's all about experience. Right? Motherfucker yeah. <laughs> spray me with 1,500 sprays and aerosols and shit. Hey, yo. He sprayed me and all that. Hey, yo. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real, right? So when the shit was all said and done, I said, yo, how much? He said, yo, 30, right? So I'm like, no, no, no. What he said? No, he said 40. He said 40, right? So I gave him a 50, and he like, yo, you need change? Nigga, absolutely I need change. Nigga, I need That's all my change. I need all my That's change. Yeah, like, I need all my change. Like, because first of all, my, my barber in the fucking... In the Bronx that I've been going to for years, that's 1,500 times better than you don't even charge this fucking price. You, I had to walk you through the Don't whole let your barber from the Bronx 
see this podcast because I'm going to encourage him to charge that shit. Now, <laughs> listen, <laughs> gratuity should be included. Just so you know, I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm going to throw the shameless bucks here. Shout out to my nigga Lee. He is a celebrity bar, but that nigga cut Floyd's here. You understand what I'm saying? He cut a couple Ooh. celebrities here, including Lee, Floyd. Lee, Lee, Lee from Jersey? Nah, Lee from the Bronx. He's um, Wait, he's Guyanese. He's Guyanese. He got the barbershop oh. in the Bronx and in, in, in the South Bronx. Oh, no, right? Yeah, yeah, in the South oh, Bronx. No, no, no. He's on, he's on um, is he's on Third Avenue, like one six third one six. Oh, I don't. That's another world. I don't go into yeah. that side. That's another world. I'm just world saying. Over. I'm gonna keep it hundred. Like I'm not gonna drop all the celebrities because I know. Right, right, right. I'm just exactly. telling you, like one of, the, exactly. one of the biggest celebrities that he's cut on a regular basis is Floyd. You know what I'm saying? So he got a celeb and he's nasty with it. Every the whole shit. 30, 35 minutes, you're in and out, the the, the whole shit. He's nasty with it. But I give him the five, ten dollar tip. You understand what I'm saying? But be clear, he he he's lost clients, and I'm sure you've lost clients because of his price point. You understand what I'm saying? He's like, yo, listen, this is minimum 30, minimum 40 for whatever. You're getting baldies, whatever. And some people's like, that's too much. And he's like, well, go to somebody else. Know your value. I'm gonna say that to you, right? Know your value. When you know that you're nice like that. Then, then you put a tag on it, right? Because, because if you don't, you will have people undercut you on a regular basis, and then they're not taking you seriously as a profession. You Absolutely. Understand what I'm Absolutely. And then if, if you get so, so my thing is always this, and me and Jared talk about this all the time. If you want a discounted price, should I give you discounted services? If you want a discounted price, should I give you discounted services? If the answer is no, then there's nothing to talk about. No, wait, wait, that deserves wait, wait. I'm just saying, Nesta. So if a guy comes in and he wants a twenty dollar haircut and you normally charge forty, which is double, should you give him half the fucking haircut? I make should him but... <laughs> make him the gumby. <laughs> right, right. I should, right? But right. no, that's not the way that works. So... No, that's not the way that works. Right. So, so, so yeah. in terms of in terms of how do you price your haircuts and how um when you're opening up a business, yep. and and all of those things, you know, you got to do your research. You got to do your homework. It, it's you know geographically. Yeah. Uh, 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 where you at? Um, your, whatever economically. Absolutely. What's the situation? I can't charge these people seventy dollars over here for a haircut. Right. Yep. I can't. I go to Midtown though. They got to give me a buck fifty for my haircut. Yep. Yeah. Know right? your market. Know so your audience. I know you got to know your market. You got to know your audience. Right. Yeah. And then um, to open up a shop, you have to. Whoever opens up the shop has to understand that everything falls on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? I know that I can cut hair, that I can cover all the bills myself. Okay. I could cover my, my overhead myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So for people that want to open up a barbershop, yo, I want to open up a barbershop because it's like one of the easiest things that, that you can open. One of the easiest and fastest growing businesses in, in America, in the world, really. But, um, you know, I want to open up a barbershop. Yeah, but can you, do you have the clientele to pay the bills and, and just in case all of your barbers leave? If that happens, which has happened to me, mm -hmm. I've been here by myself. Not all the time by myself. My brother's been with my um my brother Bernie has been with me for 15 years. So I've had the God send me, you know, my right hand man. That was that's amazing. But we've been here just me and him. Yeah. Fire. No barbers. But what we doing? We covering that rent. We covering them bills. So make sure that you can cover your bills, that you know what your market is, that you know your clients, that you know your area, that you know, do your homework. Don't just think, you know, put up some mirrors and get some barbers to, 
It's not like that. There's a real business structure that you have to follow. Excellent. You have to pay taxes. You have to pay insurance. You have to pay. There's a lot of other things besides having a good time at the barbershop for a barber no. that a lot of people don't necessarily take into consideration. You took the risk. You took the risk, bro. That's it. But if you build it, they will come. They will come. But you know what? As you're saying that too, bro, do you have multiple, multiple shops right now? I don't. I don't. Okay. Because right the. Now. Because the reason why I ask that is like, if you're scaling business as a business owner, right, your shop right there uptown, right, is going to be completely different field. How do you how do you recreate that experience across multiple locations? So this is answering your question. Why don't black and brown people have um, franchises? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I that I've been uh, um, flirting with for a long time. Yeah. You know, how do I bring the barber factory to another neighborhood? Yeah. How yeah. do I bring this to another state? Yeah. How do I bring this to another country? Right. So mm -hmm. like. You you gotta create, you gotta really make the feel. Like, what is it? You know, is it just another bar? I don't even have to have a sign. I don't have to have remember, remember what we what we are. We don't need anything. So it's a luxury to have all these things and to offer people when they walk into your store chairs and mirrors and lights and beautiful TV and music and all of that. That is a luxury. We don't need all of that. You've been to a lot of shitty barbershops. I'm sure y'all been to oh, facts, before, facts. right? Facts. And and there's barbershop owners out there who do not care. Yeah. They're in it for the money. I'm not. I'm in it for the you know for the love of barbering. I I love what I do, Dope. all aspects of it. Right. So you have to create that. You have to bring that 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 feel to your client, and and that's where the magic happens. You know, that's where everything happens in the, in the mix of that. Yep, but that's what makes McDonald's, Chick Fil A, and all these big brands. That's what makes they them. They, them. they, they know you identity. when you walk into McDonald's, you know what you get. We talked about this. What's the word? Identity. Yeah. Nope. What's the word we looking for, Mass? Well, hold on. Now you confuse me. I don't know, man. No, no, no. We talked about this all the time. We had another guest talk about when you go in and experience. What's the word? What kind of experience are we looking for? Oh, transformative. Transformative. Oh, transformative. Exactly. Oh, so we to give you context next. So we we had a dude on. Uh, his name is Brett Hyman. Shout out to mm -hmm. Brett. So he goes in the He does all the shit for like Coachella, all the big, all the big events. It's two hundred million dollar business, easy. Yep. And he just said what he tries to do is always create transformative experiences. Said regardless of what you're doing, like this podcast, whatever we're doing, it's transformative, right? So right now we're building a relationship right now as we speak, right? You know what I'm saying? We're gonna exchange. We already got numbers. We're gonna create the group exactly. chat. We're gonna go break bread together after the. You know what I'm saying? Like that's love, and that's a transformative experience. How transformative? You don't know. You know what I'm saying? And that time will tell. But try to create something that really stands out you know that's what he was saying bro and that was like something that stuck that's, with us that's my favorite franchise to talk about is mcdonald's Facts. you know when you walk into when you before you walk into mcdonald's you know where you're going okay right before you walk into give me one second before you walk into mcdonald's you know what's happening yeah. you got the golden arches already you're watching it right you walk in you got the colors the color schemes right you got the color schemes you know exactly what you're gonna get you know what you what you pay for it you know what a burger is gonna what a burger is gonna cost you, and the taste is always the same. Our goal as small businesses that want to scale, as but to me, to every business, is to create that right. At this, you want to have, you want to pay for a haircut, and every time you pay for that haircut, you want the same experience. You know that you know what the what the barber is gonna do to you. You know you know what products he's gonna use. He may switch it up here, switch it up there, but you know more or less what's gonna happen. Yeah. Our goal is to try to have um, a more consistent, it's consistency, right? Have a yeah. consistent, consistent product, right? The product here is service. That's a hard product to sell. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what makes my service better than your service? It's it's up to the customer to decide. It, it's, it's up to it's the up customer to, to decide. Yeah. So why are my doors open? Because we have performed the service multiple times consistently and yeah. consistent enough that customers return for that service. Message. Simple. So, Business one-on-one. That's <laughs> the message. Guess what, though, Nesta? You, you kind of just answered your own question, right? You said you've been flirting with the idea of franchising. You already have the roadmap. Take take your barbershop and think about right now, does it look the way you want it to look? If not, then, right, then you need to change it into a specific format. The exact color paints you use, everything needs to be documented. The exact color lighting you use, yeah, that you use, everything needs to be laid out as a business plan. Once you do that, now you also go into your products and your services. What products do we use? Do we use only African-American products? That is, let me tell you something right now, right? That's huge. That's huge. That's huge, right? What if your business, and I don't know if you do it, but what if your business only used products from black and brown people? That's a huge selling point. And there's shaving creams and everything, yeah. everything that you can think of from a black and brown company, right? So now that's something that you can promote and say, when you walk into our shops, understand that all our um, services and that that come from the community itself. You understand? Which means we are, we're circulating the money. We're circulating the money within our own community, right? That's number one and number two. Number three now, uniforms, right? Uniforms. Everybody has a smock on. Everybody. everybody. Right? Yeah. And, and and obviously your company logo and whatever color, color spectrum you choose, Again, it gives it a uniform feel, right? As a uniform, because that's what it is. The smog uniformity. is uniform, yeah. right? And the 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 um what do you call it? The uh the, the, the throat capes. the okay. the capes, right? Yeah, so yeah. The capes the same way, right? The capes can even match the smocks or be a, of a certain design. So all you need to do is just document what you've already done and then list everything out and then just recreate it exactly to the way that you have, you have done it now right that's it and, and when you do that you now become a franchise a check filet yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely and also what i was going to say too bro yeah. like i i would give you this advice i'll give any business advice right like there's a barbershop nearly on every corner right but how you differentiate yourself from every other business on every corner if i was you bro i would invest in a small camera and have that shit going and flowing Right at all times, right? Because the conversation you're having in a barbershop is real. The haircut you get, that's how you did. Look at Black Ink, right? Look at Black Ink. They have a show on national TV, right? The syndicated, right? So when you shot go to from the video camera, from shot the video from, you shot from that, right? Cameras. So now imagine if you did that, right? So now same thing we do. We open up, we have our business, right? OTB Digital. When we get our office space, we're gonna create the office. I want the office show. And you're going to see what Chad does on a day-to-day, what I do on a day-to-day. So I would recommend that, bro. Think of ways that you can highlight your employees, your community, and yourself and your services in a way that gives back and it entertains people. And guess what? When they think of haircuts, you're going to be top of mind. And that's how you scale your business and really and really yeah, grow yeah. and double it, bro. Content. Now, okay. things. Some extra? Oh, yeah. we potting now. Oh, he's potting. We potting now, baby. Let's go. You know, some barbershops downtown... Um, when you walk in the door, they offer you a beverage, okay? Water, water, beer, or some type of wine. Again, not saying you have to do it, but, but that that's makes, the experience. That makes for a different experience, right? When I walk in, they're like, how you doing? Would you like a water? Would you like a beer? Would you like some wine? Mm. You know, it's only a glass. You know, It's only a glass, but 
that's a different experience that a lot of barbershops don't offer, right? Marketing expense. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest, my biggest pet peeves of any barbershop I walk in, if I walk in and your barbershop is fucking filthy, I'm walking out. I'm telling you right now. You guys hear, do you guys hear those, those spray things that are going in the back? You know what that is, right? That's the sprayer. Yeah, so it's an air hose and they have the generator in the back and it's used to spray the hair and all that off of you so that goes to the floor so somebody can sweep it up. They're yeah. holding all attached to an air compressor and the air compressor somewhere in the back or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of the things that we use to make sure, you know, and, yeah. and like even sanitary wise, like right. you can't take a brush, a, a brush that you've been cleaning dirty things with to clean, right. you know, you, you yeah. can't do that. So yeah. we spray, we disinfect, we air out, right? And, you know, that's and, one of the things. So, bro, right. and this is a key thing and it might seem minimal to guys. But let me tell you something. If I walk in an establishment and I can't use the bathroom or the bathroom is fucking nasty, I'm walking out. I'll take your you bathroom, bathroom right now. Your bathroom must be clean, bro. Because I've I've gone into barbershops where I'm like, what the fuck? And I've walked out, bro. You understand? Because again, if I'm in there for hours, I might have to use the bathroom. If I go in the bathroom, there's flies and shit in the bathroom and it just is unsanitary. I'm walking out. So those are just some of the key things that, you know, I would tell you as an avid person, I get my hair cut, you know, once a week faithfully. Yeah. Um, you one know, of the things, one of the things that we're work that I'm working on now, which I'm actually traveling to a couple of different countries to do. Okay. And I'll try to do it here. Um, we're creating our own line, our own line of barber products. Okay. Why, Why you, you know, there's these big box, big box, big, big box stores that, um, they're housing, you know, everybody else. I, when you go to my showcase, none of that stuff is ours. None right. of it is proprietary. Right. Right. So that's another. <laughs> <laughs> He's a charge that nigga honey. <laughs> just, so you, just so you know, I have paid a hundred dollars for a haircut. My father does the the chocolate mask and all that to pull the pimples out in the heads and all that. He does the face massage. So you know, when you ready to stop being frugal, you bring your ass to the to the South Bronx, so we go to Nesta and we break that wallet open and get you a decent haircut, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what you want, right? Keep it under your terms. I, I'm going to keep it 100 with you because here's the thing, right? When we talk, it's not about being mad picky. It's about understanding what you're doing real quick, right? If me and Jared are always out and we're meeting and we're greeting people, especially million, we were just with a, a person, company worth 50 to 100 million. Facts. You understand? Friday. Friday. Listen, Friday, we went to, to what was it, lunch? Yeah, lunch. Easily worth 50 to 100 million. When I walk in that door, my fucking nails are done. My face is clean. You are absolutely goddamn right. Because when, when the business that we are in with establishing relationships with people super successful, it's no way that I'm walking in there trying to build a relationship looking like I just woke up, looking like I came from the fucking block. I'm walking in there showing you that I'm ready to play this game at the highest level and my attention to detail, even down to my nails, because when I, I stick out my hand and say hello, this is the it's first immaculate. Thing. Thank you. So absolutely. So in the business that we are in, we it have happens. to pay attention to the way we look. Absolutely. absolutely. If, it, if it means $100 a haircut, that's called an investment. Message. Me message? I can't message. even get <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get Message. Yo, bro, I want. I do want to ask you about. We didn't talk about the event, bro. Tell, tell us about the how the event came about, bro. Is it twenty uh, second, right? Was, okay. Yeah, on Sunday. On Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. This Sunday coming up. So this Sunday we have an event called the NYC Hair and Beauty Challenge. Um, it's our second year. 
Okay. It's our second year having the event. We're hosting it at Melrose Ballroom in Queens. Um, this event came from my experience competing in the barber world. Okay. So another another aspect of my barbering career is my competition portfolio. I've competed in the biggest competitions, uh, hair, barber competitions in the world. So I've competed against thousands of people, hundreds of people, two people, one person, um, and all over the states. You know, I, I haven't gone across the I haven't gone across seas yet, but um, all over the states I've competed. This was the event that my mentor told me to go to that time, right? So with time, I decided that since I live in New York City. I don't want to travel anymore. I don't want to travel to Jersey. I don't want to go to Pennsylvania. I don't want to go to, have you ever been to South, South Philly? What is it? South Jersey. That's oh. like the furthest that South, yo, South Jersey is like the furthest place on, in the earth. Oh, I, 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 stay in, I stay in Atlantic City. Oh, no, no, it's, uh, it, you know, the beaches are out there. They got a lot of the beaches. beaches are right, the but it's far, there. right? Yeah, so we got a lot of events were, Held in South Jersey, yeah, yeah. Um, Philly, all of these things, and I decided I um I wanted to put something together for the people of New York, for the people, for the mom and pop shops, the mom and pop salons, um, barber shops, nail nail salons that don't have this experience. I was uh, fortunate enough to experience my entire industry um, through this, right? So competing against people and winning, you know, titles and stuff like that. Most people have never heard of this. You I've never, have I, never heard of I've it. I've never heard of it. But, but can, can you explain to me what, what is yeah, it in, 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 in like in like the yeah, shows, so right? Like I'm I'll, thinking like these judge the tape ups and shit. Like how does that right. work, bro? So yeah. I'll explain. I'll explain a barber battle, and then I'll explain what's going on at our show, okay. right? Gotcha. So at a barber battle, I'll I'll sign up for. Um, there's different categories, right? So they have fastest fade is one of them. You got 15 mm. minutes to create the fastest fade. Fire. Whoever creates the best fade wins. It's usually for money trophies, bragging rights, all type of stuff. Um, there's uh, designs, right? So there's the design guys that go up there and they like to draw. There's design battles. There's low uh, low fade and beard um, haircuts. There's tape-ups. There's every single haircut that, that we perform here is yeah. a category. So yeah. as a competitor, I decide, oh, I want to go into the uh, skin fade category i go into i pay my entrance i go into the skin fade category usually there's 10 people out there um doing their thing um you go against it 10 people well, i've competed against 10 20 it, it depends which you know which category yeah. and, and how big your the event goes and people judge it there's judges sometimes you know industry experts they go they judge it they'll judge whatever it is you know they have they'll scale it out and you win or lose or you know that's where experience happens right so i've i've done this multiple times for many many years i have trophies here trophies in my house everywhere because i've won everywhere um because i'm i'm really good i'm really really good no, 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 no. hold on you know you know, time out. you know you know that's a shameless plug but <laughs> yeah, before, before you go into the, to the what, what categories have you won, bro? Or, yeah, or what, what categories? Yeah, like what, oh, what's one so thing that people ain't fucking with you? I think this one, oh, uh, uh, oh, old school. Yeah, I was just king like, of New York, 2019. I was king of New York. 
you did it. Gumby, the Gumbies, the Gumbies, hands down, New York City ain't nobody messing with me. That's why you notice I said it first. There's only one part, the one other person that could do it, that could do like the Afros, the Gumbies, yeah. and all of that stuff. There's only one other person that I could that messes with me as one of my mentors, Mr. Denny Moe. Denny okay. Moe is, is is from Harlem. That man is. He's surgical. Herb. Surgical. Surgical when it comes to that. But like he doesn't compete. He doesn't necessarily compete anymore. He's a little bit older. But I'm out there. So when it comes to when when I hear those categories and those competitions, I go in there. Um, low fade and beard, fastest fade, uh, a duplicate. So duplicate design, that's a pretty fun one. Um, they'll come up with a picture. So it'll be a picture of like a husky or a picture of the Hulk or a picture of whatever. And you have to create that image in somebody's head, mm, right there on fire. stage, mm. right there on stage in front of everybody. How long does that take? Give me motherfucker, put a picture. Use an hour. They wow. give you an hour. Like the longest competition, Wait. the longest <laughs> duration of the time was like an hour. Hold on, you know I'm about to go left with. <laughs> what if a nigga put up some inappropriate? <laughs> Some inappropriate shit. They usually don't, but... Hey, yo! <laughs> they <laughs> win. Yeah, yeah. So first put of all... These, put these boobs in the back of this nigga's mouth. <laughs> put boobs on his mouth. Then you, in a situation like that, you just throw away your money to go have a good time. <laughs> right. What the f*** is wrong with this guy, man? Get him in, man. Yo, no disrespect, but I'm about to put these D-cups in the back of your mouth. <laughs> Oh, funny. So I, 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 yeah. funny that you said it. Yeah. Um, about a month ago, I'm trying yeah. out for a Visa commercial. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, what's a Visa? No, MasterCard. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm trying out for a MasterCard commercial. And they're like, we want you to edge the New York Yankee logo on somebody. And I'm mm. like, all right, cool. I got this. Um, but I'm like, at this age, like, who's going to just let me etch it? So there's this guy that cleans around here. He's like, and he's a big Boston fan. Boston, Boston, fuck the Yankees. But everybody knows I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I sat him down. I'm like, yo, I'm going to do the Boston thing. I'm giving him some a drink. He's chilling. Uh, uh, and I etch it out. But I'm doing this because this company wants me to wants to see what I do. Right. Yo, I turn him around. And when he sees this Yankee logo on the back of his head, <laughs> he, loses he loses it. What the fuck? Are you crazy? And he starts running around back and forth, and he's going like this, trying to take it off, and he's bugging out. And the next day, he just shaved it off. But it happens. It happens. <laughs> it happens. And 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 FYI, I lost. I I didn't say I lost, but the person who won that um that gig was my mentor, Denny Mo. Pow. And we didn't even know that we were that we were battling each other. Right. <laughs> we didn't even know that we were no, battling like, each other. That would have been fire content for your shop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that would have viral. That would have went viral. Right. Easy, that was absolutely. funny. I have it. I have it though. I have some of it recorded. So yeah, you maybe, that I, Easy, maybe I'm gonna throw that up. So Easy. let me tell you about the NYC Hair and Beauty Challenge. Yeah. Um, I decided that I didn't decide. I figured. But I decided anyway because I put up my money, right? <laughs> when I put up the money, makes a decision, right? Um, I figured, why not include other industries that are in our industries, right? So why not include makeup artists? Why not include... So everybody's doing these competitions individually. Mm -hmm. Nobody's doing them under one, under one roof. 
So the makeup artists have their own competition. The nail techs have their own competitions. The braiders have their own competitions, and the barbers have their own competitions. I'm like, why are we not all doing this together under one roof? Since we are pretty much the same industry. So my main example is the wedding couple, right? Mm -hmm. The wedding couple, we all touch them. The barber does it. The hairstylist does it. The makeup um, artist does it. The make the MUA, the makeup artist does it. The um, the nail tech does it. Everybody touches the 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 wedding couple. So that's from that's kind of where it spawned from. And I started getting in contact with people. You know, I'm making connections through the years in the industry, and I I started connecting with people and asking people, Yo, what do you think if we would do this together? What do you think if we would do this together? And last year we had our first event, which was the NYC Hair Challenge, mm -hmm. right? The NYC Hair Challenge. So I had barbers and braiders. I had braiding competitions. So braiding competitions, I had the fastest braider. So you have uh, 25 minutes to do uh, six straight back braids. So your lines got to be on point. You know, everything symmetry got to be good. Your braids got to be tight, everything. And you got to close them at the end, right? So you have 25 minutes to complete this. this, And then we have freestyle, right? They just go up there. Do freestyle, the dopest design wins, right? So last year we had that. It was a, a successful event. We had it at Salsa Con Fuego right there at Fordham. Shout out to Salsa, shout out to Salsa. Too fucking much, man. It's the concert spot, the comedy spot, the hair fucking shout out to Salsa. It's a Thursday two for one spot. Pay us on two for one rum punch, rum punch. Yesterday, and them up there Tuesday for the comedy. Yeah, Tuesday's the comedy. Yeah, Shirley and them, they people, they family. So yeah, um, we had it last year there, Salsa con Fuego. We had a good turnout. Um this year. We grew one a person came up to me and said, Um, how are you catering to the other industries? Right. Mm. Because all I see is barbering, yeah, you got braiders, but there's other and there's other people. So this year we grew into the NYC hair and beauty challenge now, right? So now we have makeup artists, now we have um hair colorists, now we have nail techs, now we have everything that has to do with the beauty and the barber and the in the hair industry are all under one roof. So okay. on Sunday, right. on Sunday, there's a it's a it's gonna be a long day. Um, we have two portions to the day. To you gotta go around. Gotta go around. There's I'm sorry about that. There's two portions to the to the show. In the beginning of the day, we have two master classes. So we have a hair colorist master class. Okay. Um, so they they're gonna teach you how to color hair and, and you know do all of that stuff. And then we have a makeup master class. Our makeup master class is our um is is our second class. The day breaks and then competitions start at three o'clock. First okay. competition is a makeup competition, second one is a barber competition, then we got a braiding competition, then we go back to barbering, then we go back to braiding. That's fine. But bro, how, you know what I'm thinking as you say this, bro? Because first of all, shout out to you for, for, for just going about it and just doing it. That. If you and, build and it, they it. will come. That's it. That's it. But if I'm, you, you know what I'm thinking it, about? They will come. Yeah. We've been to a lot of events, bro, and the hardest thing about events that a lot of people don't is the fucking logistics. Yep. Oh, I'm going crazy. I told you earlier, I was yeah. like, yo, I'm going to get the tux right now, <laughs> and, and I got to go to the tux and come back and do yeah. this, Bye. and then I, call, I have to call somebody, do me a favor, rent the U-Haul, because we got to go to Long Island and pick up all the chairs for Mr. B, and then we got to do this. <laughs> bro, I've been... Logistics. I've been... A lot of people like, yo, you haven't been able to answer my 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 my, my calls of it, so I blocked the week out for myself, right? Mm. 
I've gone through like a couple of assistants. I've gone through like four assistants, right? Because they uh-huh. can't keep up with it, right? And it's it's hard. It's hard work. So I blocked out the week, and I I can't wait till it's over, <laughs> so that we can see what of a beautiful product we created. But so I could get some rest, man. Fine, man. <laughs> because it's really crazy. It's putting together, you know. And then at the end of the day, you put everything together, and like when you put, open up a business, you gotta pray. That people come. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta pray that people come. Yeah. You know, we have Eventbrite, we have signups, we have that, you know, we have all of that, but you still, you know, we gotta hope that it doesn't rain. We yeah, got it because yeah. that also, you know, is, is yeah. a lot to do. So, it has a no, lot wait, to do with it. Of, you said so you hope it doesn't rain. Is this an outside venue? No, where, it's indoors, it's indoors, but but it know, just deters people. Nobody wants to, you know, it deters people. But where, deters. So where's where's the venue? Let the people it's know in where Queens, the- Queens, Melrose Ballroom. Melrose Ballroom, it's a three-floor venue. We're expecting mm. a lot of people. So we have a lot of side performances besides the competitions. We have a lot of side performances. We have a lot of um so the celebrities in our show are the people that do celebrities. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. So we got Cardi B's nail tech, we got uh Mariah Carey's makeup artist, we okay. have Nas's wow. braider, we have Biggie oh, and Pog's Nas Biggie and Pog's barber. You Nas have everybody in the building. Don't you have braids now? Hold on, Nas, 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 have braids. Nas has braids. Nas has braids up here. A little baby ass braids. Nas, if you don't get the. <laughs> <laughs> Nas, if you don't get Yo, the. Shout out to Queen Cuts Roses. She's. No, but hold on. Hold girl on. Lisa is, the, is a boss. Nas got braids. Nas got braids, bro. He's gone too far. Gone too far, Nas. You're gone. Nah. You're like 49, Nas. You going to braids now? You had to fucking wave for 27 and three quarter years. You got braids now? Just remember, just remember that when we when we get this when we get these bees and you come up with the with the whole look. This nigga Chad gonna have the whole look. Never, <laughs> never, never. Here You're coming right with the now. long dread. Hear from me right now. Never. <laughs> if, I, if I ever, first of all, I don't even like fucking hair, and you know that shit. <laughs> so look, I'm glad he said that, right? Just so you know, right? You know, um, I'm part Latin also, right? We all we I'm all Dominican, have... baby. Okay, there you go. Um, está cubano. You know what I'm saying? So I'm black and Cuban. Nice. So. All the men in my family have really long hair. You know, I cut my hair, but my boys still had, you know, long hair. I cut their hair, whatever. I've had waves for like 35 fucking years. Designs and fades, but I've, I've had the waves. The only reason I fucking even started growing this shit was COVID. Was because getting to the barber was difficult. It was, I, a, yeah, I, it was a challenge. I needed a, a, a hairstyle that I could kind of manage. And then, you know, the sponging thing came out and I kind of played with it. Um... And then I was like, all right, I, I could deal with it. But other than that, I don't even like hair. Like, I never had a, he'll tell you, I never had a, a beard. I cut all this shit off. Yeah, I'm like That's Nas just, in the face, baby. I don't, I don't know hair and baby face with the waves and shit. You know what I'm saying? Didn't Nas just turn like 50, but Nas looks like That's he's fucking like, Nas, 25 years old. You got fucking braids now, and you got to be baby braids at that. And you're like yeah. 49, Nas. Cut that shit out, man. Nico Uchi, I'm army jacket lining. <laughs> But <laughs> hold on, let, 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 that huh? bar. I was literally listening to that bar yesterday. That is the <laughs> biggest. Come on, the biggest. How the fuck you sneaking a Uzi on the island in your army jacket line? In your yeah. army jacket lining. <laughs> what I want to say to you though, Nesta. Um, um, me and Jared go to a lot of events, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, a lot of events, right? Y'all should come to this one. I got you. you. Know, I'm, I'm sending. Send, send me that. Send me the info. Definitely. Right. I got you. I got you. Um, but you know, I'm gonna put you next to Nas's braider. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. to play in my hand, shit. I'm like, I'm gonna have to pop a bitch if you, you beat your hand. <laughs> I, 
You touch a black man's hair. No, no, no. What Nas let you do? Don't you touch my hair without permission? Uh, no. But um, we go to a lot of events, right? And we're talking from regular level to multi-million dollar events. Like we just came back from Revolt World, just just so you understand. Like we just yeah, came Revolt, back to okay. Revolt World. And Revolt World was ass in a can. You understand what I'm telling you? It was one of the worst fucking organized events that we've ever gone to professionally and or leisurely. It was fucking terrible. The logistics wow. of it, absolutely fucking terrible. 10,000 fucking people and no signs, no capacity signs, no this is what's going... It was just a fucking... It was a big ass hangout fest. That's really what yeah, it that's, was. That's what it was. Like, yeah. That's really what it was. It was like fucking come hang out, buy some fucking food, and sit on the grass like you in fucking Coachella. It was absolutely logistically fucking. It terrible. takes it takes a lot, it takes a, lot. a lot, a lot. I mean, I have a I have a stage manager, right? A floor manager, right? Crowd manager, right? An mm. intake team, right? The people for the raffles, right? The, like I have my staff is like 50 people. Yeah. But you know what that does? Yeah. Again, it, it only takes one time for somebody to come and we talk about that transformative experience. If I come to your show and your show is absolutely fucking phenomenal, I am now free advertising for you. I am your fucking mouthpiece. Anybody that asks me, I'm gonna even if they don't ask me, I'm gonna talk about that shit freely. I am now oh, advertising oh. for you. When you guys pull up, I'll guarantee. Right. Yeah. But, but, hold on, hold on. If we continue, because you said we'll be. Hey, yo. I didn't want to stop you. You said, I'm going to be your mouthpiece. <laughs> 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 I you fucking party. You could have said a lot of different words, but I'm just saying, let's continue. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. He was potting, but let's keep it. You said a lot of different And then you said that at the barbershop one, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who the one crazy in here? Yo, whoa, 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 whoa. Penalty. Flag at the point. We flag just on flag. 10 yards easily. 10 yards easily. 10 yards, yo. But Get him out of here. <laughs> the same way, the same way um, I can be your mouthpiece if you have a phenomenal event, please believe I'll be your mouthpiece if your event if is I fucking terrible. Trash. Yeah, yeah. And bad news travels a thousand times faster, faster than, than good news. Fast. You can have a million good reviews and that one bad review sink your fucking company. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying you're not, but again, transformative experience for you to have all of these industries in one building is dope. That's a recipe. That's a recipe for a lot of things to go wrong. Recipe for disaster if you do not manage this thing properly. Because, like you also said, it's a long fucking day, right? You expect people to come and spend the day with you, not an hour or two, but a half, you know, six, seven hours with you. You have to keep them entertained. You have to keep them hydrated, maybe some type of refreshments or and or food availability. Um, we have a food court. To sit three, down. three food vendors. Right. You have to give them a place to, to sit down and rest their legs. So I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of things um, to go into this thing. And I'm hoping that, you know, you, you've taken the time to do this. Thing. Everything has been covered. Every one of your questions have been covered. Nope. And I'm glad that you're saying that because I'm, 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 I'm waiting for a new question. Right. Right, Beautiful. like something that I wasn't thinking about. Right, but I have everything. Well, well here, well, the, well, like I said, it's it's not rocket science. It's just science, right? The yeah. biggest things that whenever we go to parties that we hate waiting for, is 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 um commodities where you have to wait online for extraneous. The bathroom. The bathrooms and food. Right. Three floors of every floor has their own bathrooms. Right. And you're second... dealing with females, right? Females, yeah. right? Guys can stand up, but fucking females, especially if they come in heels or some shit like that. 
Two I'm separate bathrooms, right, right? Stadium style, right? Bathrooms, cleanly bathrooms, food, and not you know, and you know, I understand it's a little bit of wait 10 15 minutes, but an hour, hour and a half for some fucking food that's outrageous. You're missing no, no, the show no. at that point. You understand what exactly, I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. No, we covered we covered all of those grounds. That's why I, I chose this location too, right? right. So. Um, Sasso was dope. Right. You know, shout out to Shirley and the fam out there. Yeah. Shasta was dope. But yeah. I know that I was going to have a bigger crowd this year. So I knew I have to have something to house these people in and for them to feel comfortable. And it, it took me 25 minutes to walk inside the location when it was empty, when I went and visited it for the first time. Okay. So I realized this was a perfect location for me to have this amount, this many people in here at the same time and they still be comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I want you to yeah. be comfortable because everything that I'm bringing, right, their sound, the lights, their staging is incredible, incredible. There. Um, besides these sensory experiences, you know, you want to be able to eat, go to the restroom, be comfortable, sit, yeah. shop, watch. You know, there's a lot of different components wow. as a customer there Absolutely. that I have to be able to cover. And I am 100 percent um, confident that I covered all of that. I just, all of that. I just thought of some right. shit, Garrett. I'm going to yeah. help you out. Maybe not for this event, but I'm going to fucking plug you in. Stephanie does the interactive launch experience oh, yes. for events like this. So we have a homegirl. Um, she does a lot of, I don't know what they call them, launching or openings or something like that, but she does yeah. them for big corporations. What they do is they, they create these like immersive experiences for events like your event where they have like interactive picture taking and this and that and this yeah, and this social and activations social and shit activations like that and shit like oh man so what I'm gonna do what I'm definitely yes. gonna, I'm gonna plug yes. in Stephanie we're gonna when you're gonna um we're gonna get your email and stuff I'm gonna introduce you guys because even if you can't do it this year she can send you a deck and 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 um videos of I what want Stephanie to come to my show and see what I got. Well, she she's, then, she's in Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta. She she just she just did like she does Revolt World. She she just did Revolt World. She just did Revolt World, but she tried. But but I promise you, I, I promise you, let me at least introduce you guys. She can send you absolutely of what she does. This shit is like whole 3D immersive. Like this should have take your shit to the next level. Talk to her and, yes. and see if you guys can work something out about maybe doing the next one. I think she would love something like this because you know. Yeah. So 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 next year we're looking for obviously a bigger venue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're looking for a bigger venue. We want we want our next year's venue to be a staple venue. Okay. Um, I have something in mind. I don't want to say it because I don't want to, you know. Yeah, but we're looking for a, a bigger venue. We're expecting if we expect to double this year, next year we're expecting triple, right? So, we're 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 the marketing has been excellent. We've been doing our thing. So, I, I I'm gonna need you know the pros to come in. That's it. Just let, let let us know, bro. When it comes to that marketing, branding stuff, and just the connection relationship. First of all, and then we then you need the media pass. We need the media passes because more than a title going to be on the spot interviewing everybody, these entrepreneurs, and make sure we get it out on our platform. We give people you know the love and the look. Yo, everybody in there is an entrepreneur. That's it. That's really big. everybody. There's even a, there's even a, a um there's even a school of these young ladies from Harlem. Mm -hmm. that are being taught at an early age to be entrepreneurs they don't they range from like 10 years old to 18. Mm -hmm. like they're mm -hmm. little kid entrepreneurs in there there's monsters in there there's organizers there's people that own big brands there there's a lot of information to be obtained from this event and that's the point right yeah mm -hmm. to to bring us all together so that we can become stronger and better in our industry so i'll give you a last example 
Yeah. There's a barber, one of the biggest barbers in the world, Kenny Duncan from Philadelphia. He's the bar. He does uh, the Ben Simmons. And, he does the 76ers. He's from Philly. All, right. All the Eagles. Anybody, any, any famous person from Philadelphia, he takes care of them, right? So Kenny Duncan was originally a photographer, right? Then he became a barber. Then he became a makeup artist. Kenny Duncan, when he gets hired, he takes three checks. Three checks. He gets makeup. Of course. Yeah. He gets the makeup check, the barber check, yeah. and the photographer check. And the photography check. Wow. Amen. We need more Kenny Duncans in the world. That's a fact. Message. We need more Kenny Duncans, and that's the reason that we're putting this together, right? Not to not to create Kenny Duncans, but to create no, no, no. Well, you know, people to. That's dope. Let me ask you a question. I don't know if you know this. Um, have you gotten in contact with your local um, council members and things of that nature? Like we know. Yes. Um, well, here in the Bronx, I have a I have a really good connection with them. In right. Queens, I don't, but okay. I'm go we did reach out to them okay. so that they can at least come through and you know check out, that, check out what we got going on. Events like this because this is a perfect sponsorship event. So whatever connections that you have, um, even though it's in another borough. Again, we can talk to Vanessa, you know, and then stuff like Vanessa that. Gibson, Vanessa Gibson's uh, deputy. Yeah. We went to school together. She went to school with with, with Py. Um, oh, we went to school to yeah. We went to okay. school together, and she plugged me in right with the small business administration one time. Right. The SBA, right. bro. Yes, mm -hmm. she plugged plugged me in with SBS. Mm -hmm. The opportunity that came out of there was so S crazy that the one of the things that came out of that I was featured in the Tenement Museum as one of the um, New York City's. Um, leading immigrants, immigrants mean business. So I was in a museum. Mm -hmm. I went to the museum. I took my kid. It was nice. And then um, I ended up being on a jumbo on a on the Nasdaq screen. There you go. As a barber. There you go. And then the advertising. They ended up choosing me as the advertising for the for the entire thing for the for the um, immigrant means business um, campaign. Oh. So my face was on every bus, train, boat, coffee mug. Taxi cab in New York City for six months. I love it. You shitting me? I love that. That's shit. the power of politics. Yeah. That's no, the power of politics. Like I said, so. the reason that I brought it up is because um, um, I'm I'm a union guy. I, you know, one of my my main jobs is construction, and we started up a, a black coalition. Black, actually, it's a black caucus. Hundred BCW, hundred black construction workers to give black and brown people a vote within the the local. Uh, and we became we we do a lot of we do a lot of you know work with these politicians Vanessa and Ashley and you know Albany and DC and we we're at a lot of these events. So I become I be and not not only that but with Forest Neighborhood Centers, uh, the the old director that I used to run it. We used to do a lot of outreach and stuff like that programs. So Vanessa was always there. So we we we've grown very close. We worked together for a long time, and I know for a fact that not only her but you know when Ruben Diaz was you know was doing it they love they love um um situations like this where they can show diversity they can show um people coming together to do a trade they can show immigrant they love that shit is like jobs a bro we're pro we're creating jobs yeah, politicians fucking wet dream you know what i'm saying <laughs> to be able to something like that so you know what i mean <laughs> 
This nigga's corny. He's got to relax. He's got to relax. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, trouble, trouble. But that's why I asked you that because if you didn't do it, then we have the connections to definitely reach out and right. see if we can get you um some type of funding, if not funding, but some type of media coverage. Because now I'm asking you, what type of media coverage are you getting from this? Like, is the Bronx 12s coming through? The locals well, have it's in Queens now, right? So yeah. I, Queens doesn't, I don't Queens doesn't have a local 12, do, do they? I'm not sure. I don't uh, think yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they do. So, like, Jessica Cunnington is one of my good friends. So right. I, I reached out, and she she was like, I don't think Queens has that. But right. what – I mean, I'm from the Bronx, right? So how right. do we get them to say, there you, go. you know, somebody from the Bronx, look what they're doing in another borough? There you go. Because we started it in, in the Bronx, right? This started in the Bronx. Originally, why? Because the Barber Factory is in the Bronx. We want to make sure that we started in the Bronx, right? And and so now we moved to another, another, another borough, so why not – show the story over there. So yeah, if you get the news to come over there, baby boy, let's do it. Yeah, I think we need to make, you know, we can sit down you and- You get some make, media to come over there, hell yeah. I, I think we need to create the media. That's the real thing. We need to create the media, create the content in order to get them the eyeballs. I'm gonna tell, to... tell you like this, y'all got your press, your, 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 your press passes. Uh, you're in there so no, if you guys want to go up in there interview people then go ahead I just, I, I just make sure i'm good sunday if i'm good sunday bro i'm in the building i promise let me, you let me tell you why I you. because you know even amidst of all the nastiness that's going on right now with israel and palestine right this is the shit that i'm talking about right they're so quick to show you the fucking negative the destruction there's something good going on right why don't you show the good shit that's going on? Why don't you show that we are fucking educating people, providing people with a fucking trade, right? So that they don't end up in jail or something like that, right? Why don't you show that people are putting putting together showcases to showcase talent and we're creating jobs? Why are you not showing that shit? That's my problem with the disparity with the news. So that's why I asked you that because the same way you want to show us the negative shit, how about show some of the positive shit? Because if you keep showing us negative, then people get used to show you didn't see negative, and it becomes what? Learn and that's behavior. what it becomes. It comes hey. with their behavior. Why, 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 why show something positive, bro? Why? Why? why like, give me why, the positive. You know what I'm saying? Come on, because yeah. then more people see it's possible, and if it's more people see right. it's possible, we we break down the system. Right. That's just what it is, bro. So let me say real quick. I don't want to get on my soapbox shit, but watch this. And I, and and you can tell me I'm wrong, but fuck that. I'm running with this shit, right? Watch this shit. When COVID happened, when COVID happened. And people were forced to stay the fuck home. The black and brown motherfucker became so creative in making money that it blew the doors off of fucking the government, right? Watch me. Blew the doors off the government. Then they fucking did their census and did their tallies and realized, holy shit. Do you know how many millionaires, black and brown people became fucking millionaires through COVID? Through COVID? A recession and a fucking pandemic became a fucking millionaire? And now watch. When you're dealing with a barber and you're dealing with bartenders and stuff, you know you guys fall into that special tax bracket, right? We're not going to talk about it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. you know? And they knew that you guys were making all that money through the fucking cash app and the Zelle. That's why they put the fucking tax on it. And that's then they put they, the $600 minimum on it. That's a fact. That's a fact. They did that shit because they realized, holy shit, they're making all this money. And not only are they in a special tax bracket where they're only going to pay a certain amount of taxes a year any fucking way, they figured out the way to get most of that money, extra money that we can't track in cash, and we need PC off of that, and we need to cut that down. And that's why they instituted the fucking tax on the cash app and the fucking Zelda way they did because so many fucking people became entrepreneurs and became fucking wealthy and generated wealth through these mm -hmm. fucking cash mm -hmm. movies. 
that they were like, nah, these motherfuckers is getting out of control. Tell me Message. what That was a fact, though. Tell That's me what fact, it is. Facts on facts. But I didn't realize we did one Facts on facts. Yeah, facts on facts. Yo, Ness, I'm going to tell you something, man. I want to say thank you, man. Facts. No, seriously. I want to say thank you. I know there's only one other person. Um, My man Doobie used to be my old barber in Ghost Town, 168th. I know he owned the barbershop, and now he's um working with the um cosmo cosmetology um school. Oh, Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, but I think it's in West. I, I don't know where it's. I think it's in Westchester to train new barbers and stuff like that. Um, so he's been really, really like big on this thing. So I want to thank. Where you he guys. at? I, I connect you guys too. Yeah. Yeah, I connect Bro, you guys. I send tickets for the students. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's fine. what he does. That makes so sense. Bring those students over. That's what he does, bro. And um, I think he graduated a couple classes at this point, but he's one of the only people that I know that has had a shop and is giving back like that. Like he's one of the instructors there. He gives back and he doesn't have to, you know what I mean? But he does it to get the next generation on board. So I just want to say thank you, bro, because um, Fine. real talk, man, like you fucking guys are like superheroes to us, man. Real talk, man. Like you guys are so important in the community. And You're I underrated. don't- and I don't really think people respect and understand the value that you fucking bring. When we go to work and we look good, when we go to job interviews, first day of school, it don't matter, man. We coming to see you guys. Holidays. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, Fine. you want to feel good, mother. Like, we're going to see Nesla. We're going to feel good. Gonna, once we get this cup, we're going to yeah. feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes you think good. It makes you walk better. You understand? It just boosts your confidence 200%. So you guys are invaluable in the community. And I want to say... We appreciate you guys for the service. I don't give a fuck if nobody else says it. We appreciate you for the service that you guys thank provide. Thank you. You are thank invaluable you. and thank cannot you. be fucking replaced. And that's and it. Thank you. And thank you <laughs> for thank you for your platform that um, you know what I mean? The, now the world gets to hear what's going on. Fact. No, this, this is the beginning. I'm it's telling for you, us, right? man. This is for us. Stories by us, for us, man. For That's us. a fact. But this is the beginning because, like I said, we got so many connections of people. Even if you can't do long-term business, I think it's just worth having the conversation, right? You and Doobie have the conversation. You and this one have the conversation. And if you can make something happen, especially if you're in the same space, then it's a win-win for everybody. That's it. Absolutely. That's all it's about. Bro. I'm here. I'm here. I'm with the shit. I'm with yeah. the shit. I'm with everything. Like, whenever anybody wants to grow, wants to... Work, network, um, collab, all of that. I'm with everything. I love it, bro. We we about to hit whenever you group chat. You 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 yeah, saying that you part of the fan? Yeah. yeah. Whenever somebody tells you, yo, because we need this, we need a barber for this, or we need, you yeah. know, I'm with it. I'm with all of that. That's what I do. That's now, how I, that's how I ended up here. Yeah, we got no, you. No, we got you, bro. We talk. We go, and, we and like go. I said, we gonna we gonna connect you. We definitely gonna we definitely gonna connect you because that's what we do here. That's what we do here. We connect people. And guess what? You ain't got to beg. You ain't got to borrow. You ain't got to pay no fucking money. We paying it forward. This is what we're supposed it. to do, right? You ain't paying no money for this. You ain't paying no money to be on here. You're not paying no money for us to connect you. We're paying it forward. We're supposed to make these connections because if you win, the culture wins. If somebody else wins from the culture, the fucking culture wins. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's it. Let the people know where they can find you, Nesta. Uh, you can find me. You can find the Barber Factory at 4131 Laconia Avenue, Bronx, New York, 10466. You could also go to our website. I, I recommend you guys go check out my website for the barbershop, www.thebarberfactory.com. And this Sunday, we will be at the Melrose Ballroom hosting the NYC Hair and Beauty Challenge, where all the industry professionals will be under one roof showing what it takes to be a champion. You know what, too? 
when this show is over, do me a favor, send us the flyer. We're gonna promote the flyer. Send us yeah, the flyer. Please. We don't have the flyer. Send us the flyer. More than the title, we're gonna promote the flyer. And if we can be there, believe that me and Jared's gonna be in the fucking building to help promote this thing. That's you know how say we gonna show up, we fucking show up. So send yeah, us the yeah, flyer. Yeah. We'll put it out to our people so that our audience that might not know you or might not know of this event now has the information to attend. I, it's 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 I want people to see what I saw 15 years ago. Yeah. And what what became of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you guys walk into that event, you're going to say, what? The, I didn't even know these people would even congregating like this. Right. It was crazy, right? So I want the rest of the world to understand what we're doing. And and thank you again for your platform. Absolutely. Um, to, you know, to amplify, amplify the word, you know, amplify the word. And, and you know, I'm a small business in the Bronx, bro. Like, and look at the things that we're doing and look at the places that we've reached. So if I, I could it. do it, you could do it. You know, and with each other, each one reach one, each one teach one. You already know how it all goes. Message. I love it. We normally ask this question because we're huge on this. And we didn't ask it. So I know, we, you know, we're coming up on a two-hour marker. But we're big on family. Do you, do you have any kids, Nessa? You have any kids? Yes, I have two beautiful kids. My son, Jordan, nice. and my daughter, Malia. No, no. So nice. did they show any interest in the in the barber trade or anything like that? I'm doing well, it. they just saw they just saw the, the little. My son is my son is seven years old. My my daughter okay. four years old. Okay. Um. They they um they just saw the commercial, and they were like, "Oh my god, daddy, I want to go." Oh my god, daddy, daddy, you I want to go. Well, you know the I, the promotions, the promos that yeah, we yeah, send us all that. Yeah, you got to send us all. Yeah, that. I got it's it's crazy, it's crazy, yeah. it's, it's it's amazing stuff. So yeah. you know, shout out to my son, shout out to my daughter Jordan. I love you, Malia. I love you. Uh, quick thing, my my son's name is Jordan. What's my last name? LeBron. LeBron. What's my son's name? Jordan. Jordan LeBron. Jordan LeBron, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Two goats. Two goats. Listen, I'm gonna say this to you now, right? I'm gonna say this to you now. We know you got the event. Um, we know you got the event Sunday, but I like this shit. So, you know, we going to talk too, because next year, man, more than the title sponsorship, let's make it fucking happen. That's it, man. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's see what that let's looks like. Yeah, man. Cause I would love to be, I would love to be a part you of has to. I want, yo, you I, think want every, I want every, I want every barber, hairstylist, nail tech, anybody yeah. in this trade that didn't, you know, that, that, that's reaching their limit that they're like, you know. This is the only thing I had who the second chance is the people who 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 transformed over to our industry. Yeah. I want them to see that it doesn't stop at the shop. Fact. It's not only here. There's a whole world out there. And that's yeah. the people who I want to bring. Right. That's the people that's who it. I want to reach. Right. And, that's, and that's the same goal, bro, because we're more than barbers. We're more than sales folks. We're more than entrepreneurs. We're fathers. We're husbands. We're brothers. We're people, advocates for the community. You know that's what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we do, bro. We ain't going to let nobody box us in. That's why we're going to control our own narrative. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's why we created this, bro. You know what I I'm love, saying? I love that's this fucking episode, man. Facts. If you if you notice what I put up on uh, on IG, I was like, this shit gonna be fire because I, I knew he was gonna drop some crazy shit. But I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's fat. Yo, you know what's happening right here though? So Damn. I was talking about to Pat, and I'm like, yo, you know, are they gonna brief me? Whatever the questions, this, that, thirds. They're like, nah, you're gonna chill. And and then in the back of my head, I'm like, you know what? This is a shop. This is a barbershop. This is a conversation at the barbershop. 
That's that, it. This is what that's it is. It. We just press the button. Look, 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 look. We just press we the button. Ready. Look, look, we, we, that's why I, I got to I've been drinking this dude say. I got to go to bed. This is a conversation at the barbershop. This is what this was. This is a conversation at the barbershop. I've been munching on a bowl of popcorn. I got my drink. Yeah, chilling, it feels good. It. it feels warm. It feels really good. Thank you guys so much for having me today. Appreciate this it. was amazing. It was an amazing experience. This was the, this is an amazing podcast, by the yeah, way. You guys you, are doing your thing. I'm happy to be a part of it. And um, yo, keep doing your thing, guys. Love, yeah, bro. And we we appreciate you. I, uh, no, honestly, man, we appreciate. You know, this podcast can't be a podcast without the guests. So we want to thank you for taking the time. We provide the platform, but you know, you was a man of your word. And uh, and we had to do a little rescheduling and stuff, and we appreciate you being flexible to that, also, right? So again, it turned out for the best. This no, was, but this was the best. But it's, but it's a two way street, though, and I just want everybody to understand that shit, right? Yes, we have the platform, but without the guests, then we don't have a platform, right? Exactly. So it is a two way street. It is a lot of negotiating and planning when it comes to people's times, and you have to respect their times and respect yeah. their scheduling, right? And we do the best that we can. Uh, to bring these people to you the best way that we can in the moment. So you see, he's at work right now. He's in the shop. He's not in the studio. He, you know, he's where he's he's in the mix of it. So this is real yeah. shit. This is where yeah, it happens, a- man. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm make sure you go. Phone. I'm yeah, doing you know this through my phone. Yeah, <laughs> make sure y'all go to the barber factory, man. Yeah. Make sure because yeah. all them other dudes they make your shit look like this. That's it. Yeah, I'm saying, and you go home looking like that. You know what <laughs> make sure you see my guy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And just so you know, just so you know, right? Um, he was he was um he was modest about it when he said what he charged before COVID, and then what he charged after COVID. But if this show is a success, and and they have to get a bigger venue, then understand this. Yesterday's price is not today's price. That means Hayes, if you want a haircut anytime soon, you better go see him before Sunday, motherfucker. Because after you gotta go Sunday, Saturday night, after Sunday, today's after price Sunday, is not Sunday. tomorrow's price. That's a you might have to sell a liver. Yo, listen, we love you guys. Please remember, listen, we love the guy, we love you guys. Please remember, like, comment, and please subscribe to the channel. It is helping us grow. It is helping us glow. It is helping us bring you more of this content that you guys clearly love. We appreciate you. Like, comment, subscribe to the channel. And also just remember, if you want more exclusive content like this, the Alive Podcast app, uh, the first black female to own her own whole network. Be clear. The whole network is owned by a black female. That We growing and glowing, like my boys say every fucking week. And who we got, who we got, who we got on next, Jared? Who we coming? We, we got, we got on Tuesday, we got, we got editor from The Source. We got my boy Jiggy Jones, founder of Creative Jiggy Clout. Jones. And then next week, we got Rayon Lawrence, who played K-9 from BMF. BMF. We, we talking to my boy Graf, the hip-hop artist, loving hip-hop star. He's coming through next. We, we got a lot of things lined up, y'all. And we got the scene yeah. off Time Magazine. We setting up a date. It's a lot yep. of stuff. Yep. So listen, man, we appreciate y'all once again. And listen, we're going to see y'all Tuesday. You know what it is more than the title. I'm your co-host, Shadio. See you later. We out of here, y'all.